And now, introducing, it's Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Party and party and yeah, party and party and yeah, fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend. He's Glenn Clark. Been a minute, been a minute. The classic. I actually saw that she was like attempting a musical comeback of some sort. I think. Recently. Don't you have to have been here to come back? No, she was very significant for bad reasons, but she was very significant. Everybody knew who Rebecca Black was there for a little while. I forgot how the first part went, so I had to talk it until I could remember the beat. Unfortunately, I remember there was a whole debate about like which seat do you sit in in the car. Like that was the entire verse of the it song. It was kicking in the front seat, there chilling in the you, back seat. You know it better than I do. Well, you know it better than I. I had to look look up the lyrics for the introduction today oh, and they are man. they are something something about getting cereal it's a classic it's an absolute classic good morning it's glenn clark radio i am glenn clark he's paul valley the kids are all we haven't had the whole family here together in a long time it's a nice family dinner today last time we got uh that they were here we got uh what is it flaming hot cheetos and cream that's cheese. right that's right that was a good day and she brought no snacks today L- little jordan's back from nashville Papa Cass has done Ben back for a little while, and this is her final this is her final training day, Denzel, before she takes over on the board on Tuesday. We'll see how that goes. We shall see. Lots to do on the program today. Coming up in a bit, we're going to chat with uh, Johnny Holiday. Today is the actual 20th anniversary of the Maryland Men's Basketball National Championship in 2002. We're going to share some memories with him, talk a little bit about what uh, he thinks of Kevin Willard, things along those lines. Later on in the program, former NFL GM Mike Tannenbaum, he thinks Lamar Jackson is brilliant. Might be a Hall of Fame agent for how he's handled his contract situation. We probably agree a little bit on things, but, you know, we got to separate about some of the hyperbole. We'll chat about that later on in the program. And before today's show wraps up, we're going to head down to Sarasota. Orioles outfielder Ryan McKenna is going, and his glorious hair are going to check in with us. I haven't seen. What's his hair looking like? He got a haircut. Well, we got to talk about that. Why would you ever do that? Why it's, would that ever be a thing you would do if you were Ryan McKenna? He's looking like a little Jordan these days. That's not okay. I'm no offense to <laughs> little Jordan. I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to take shots or speak out of turn, but it's you didn't start with Ryan McKenna's hair. It's, I don't, it's not good. His hair was majestic. It was unbelievable. His helmet would fly off. God, and you would just see it was just luscious, just everywhere. Oh, I love that. We got to. What, is it, what was the line from Superbad? It's like spitting in the face of God. <laughs> Got to talk about that, man. That is a real issue. All right, that's the that's the hard-hitting journalism we do here, and we will get to the bottom of this particular issue. All right, today's show brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, where I'm going to be come Monday night hanging out with Rodney Elliott and you Watching the NCAA championship game with great giveaways, betting advice for the title game, all of that. In fact, we've upped the uh, giveaway ante as I am to understand that our friends at Great Eights Memorabilia are hooking us up with some serious memorabilia giveaways for Monday night. That is very cool. Uh, So we look forward to seeing you in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel on Monday night. Come join us and we're going to have a great time. If Duke wins tomorrow, we'll root like hell against Duke. If Carolina wins, eh, I, don't know, I don't know. I really don't know what I'm going to do. I really don't know. I think if Carolina and Villanova win, then I actually will have clinched our bracket contest. So I don't really think I care at that point. If 
if it's Carolina, Kansas, uh, whatever. I, whatever. I don't care. As long as it's not Duke, who, give, who you, gives a rat's You ass. can go celebrate at a local seafood establishment. I hear their owner is quite the Carolina fan. Ah, yes. I, I'm uh, familiar with their work. Um, look, man, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't. I don't hate. Car- I've said this before. We all still hate Duke. I don't hate Carolina the way that I did when when Maryland was in the ACC. I'm kind of over that. I'm more indifferent than anything. I kind of agree. So I'm equally indifferent to the other three teams that are involved that aren't named Duke. Utter and complete indifference. Although, you know, if one of them is playing Duke, I'm rooting like hell for him. So that's just the way the weekend's going to go for me. But we'll see on Monday night the FanDuel Sportsbook and. These three games to wrap up the NCAA tournament, you can still, if you bet $50 or more on any of these three games, and you're a Live Rewards member, you can register your bet to win a $500 bracket bonus. There are going to be 10 given out. If you're not signed up for Live Rewards, then you need to make sure you go ahead and do that. All right, so um, I have said all week that I would would tell you guys what the story was, and I'm going to tell it to you today. And I'm going to tell it to you here at the top because... It's just the way that the show worked out and where we have some time today for me to tell it to you. I don't want to make too much of it. I'm not trying to grandstand. I'm not trying to do any of those things. I just want to inform you guys that I have said all week, you know, hey, we had a a really big guest lined up for Wednesday's show, and we didn't know if it was going to happen or not, but I got sort of kind of final confirmation yesterday that it's not happening. So because of that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. And it's not a big deal, and I'm going to tell you about it almost to set up the other thing that I want to do. So, here's the deal. We were scheduled on Wednesday of this week. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the backstory first. A week ago, more than a week ago, I, you know, Ryan Shell is back with us in a consulting role now. He's helping us out with guest booking, and we've greatly appreciated having him back and involved with us. And we'll have Ryan come by the studio someday when he gets the chance. He, of course, has a job at WBAL, and that's what he's doing, but they were kind enough to allow him to continue to help with us, and that's uh, greatly appreciated. Because, you know, they don't have to do that, as I've said all along. They have no, they could absolutely say, get bent, man. You work for us. You're going to go moonlight over there? No chance. But they didn't do that. So I'm, I'm very appreciative of the folks at WBAL. And Ryan's been very helpful. And so I said, when, when he started again, I was like, you know, Ryan, there is the, the big one that we've actually never had on the show. We've never had Lamar Jackson on the show before. And I said, here's the contact. I've had some luck. I've been in touch with his camp a bit over the years. Just never had any luck. But, you know, maybe mention that we would be willing to plug. He's got this children's book out right now. Mention that we'd be willing to plug it and and see what you can't do. And a couple weeks ago, Ryan was like, you know, I I think they want to do it. And I was like, I'm skeptical, but okay, I'm listening. And a couple days later, he messaged back and was like, no, they they really want to do it. In fact, we're booked. We have booked the interview. Now, the interview was booked for next week. Then a day later, he said, actually, they want to move it up. They want to do it next Wednesday. I was like, wow. Okay, so they're, they're serious. They really want to do this. Great. Well, I mean, that's, that's tremendous. But knowing what I've been through in this business over the years, knowing the significance of a Lamar Jackson interview, I was hesitant to share with you that Lamar specifically would be joining us. And that was the reason why I said, hey, we've got a really big guest scheduled for Wednesday and didn't use the name because I've been through this before. Privately, I shared with this group what my specific fears were. I said specifically, here's what I think might happen and why I'm not sure we're actually going to end up having Lamar on the show next week. 
And I didn't do that to be a, a negative Nelly. I just did that because I've, I've done this for a very long time. I've been, through, I've been through these things for some 20 years. These things don't normally happen quite the way you want them to happen. So on, I don't want to say last Friday, Ryan messaged me and said, Hey, Lamar's camp was wondering if you could send over some topics. Just send over some things that you wanted to talk about. I said, no problem. That's not, in terms of journalism, I've never had a problem with giving ideas of things that I want to discuss. It's not an issue for me whatsoever. I, we'll get to that because I won't be dictated, but I have no problem ahead of time just to make the interview go better. Hey, here are some, some places where I think I want to go. I don't try to do gotcha journalism. I don't try to do the catch you off guard, make you feel stupid. Who was the dummy that ran for president a few years ago that didn't know what Aleppo was? Uh, uh, the, the, oh, God, the libertarian. Gary Johnson, was that his name? They were like, uh, you know, how do you feel about Aleppo? And he's like, what, 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 what's, a, what's Aleppo? I'm, ha- I'm having an Aleppo moment. I don't want that. That's not good for anybody. I'm not trying to embarrass anyone by asking them something they don't know about. I have no problem saying, hey, here's the things that I want to talk about. So over the weekend, I put together a list of things, and we sent it over and said, hey, you know, this is the things that you'd like to be prepared for. And on Monday night, we got a message back, and that message said, very simply, you can only talk to Lamar Jackson about his children's book. And unfortunately, I can't do that. It's just the reality. I can't do that. We have, you can laugh when I use the word journalistic standards because you've heard this show before and I understand that, but we do. We have journalistic standards to what it is that we do and I still, my employer is Pressbox and they certainly have journalistic standards and I can't do that. That's not an option for me. And we continued the dialogue and we continued the conversation and I think you guys know if you've ever tuned into the show that I have no problem promoting, even heavily promoting, something for any athlete, author, whoever it is, in the course of a conversation, as part of the conversation. We'll never have a problem with that. Other people scoff at that. Like, I wouldn't let you get your plugs. These people don't owe me anything. No one owes it to me to come on this show or to do an interview with me in any circumstances. No one does. So if the trade-off for their time is that I allow them to plug something, to promote whatever it is they're doing, absolutely. I'll, I'm more than willing to do that. And over the years, I'd like to hope, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but I'd like to hope I found a pretty good middle ground between plugging and promoting what it is they want to promote and having a relevant conversation with these people about whatever is going on. So we continued the dialogue, and I said, look, I, have, I want to talk to Lamar Jackson about his book. I, as I'm a father, I have young kids. I think it's fascinating. He's a father. I want to talk about where he is in his life with fatherhood. I love, I think you guys know, I love talking to fathers about how fatherhood has changed them. Terry Nolan was on with us a few months ago. I was nearly in tears talking to him about what fatherhood has meant to him. I love talking about that stuff. I want to talk about that. But I also have to be able to at least ask some other questions. Because if I put Lamar Jackson on this show and didn't, 
you guys would then realize I'm not serious. I'm not legitimate in any way. And I can't do that. I just can't do that. My employer wouldn't allow me to do that, but I wouldn't do it either. I, I don't need them to be the ones that say no. I can say no to that. I've got to be able to ask. And I think, again, as you all know, I've never been one to... Like, we, we get combative sometimes with people, but very rarely. It's extraordinarily rare. And I've always typically been willing to ask the question. I'll give a couple... Uh, we had Bradley Bozeman, who's a friend, on a couple weeks ago. And I, I can put him on, but I'm going to have to ask, hey, man, there's a report that you turned down an extension. I have to ask that question. I like you, will always promote the wonderful charity things that you do, but I have to ask you about that because it's out there and it's relevant and it matters. And if I don't, the people that listen to this are going to walk away saying, what the hell was the point? You didn't ask him about the thing that we all want to know about. Now, when you answer the question, I'm not, I don't need to drive it down and obsess over it. And Bradley was sort of, dismissive of it if you'll remember when we brought it up with him he was like you know yeah sometimes things just don't happen that's fine that's fine I accepted that that was his answer to my question but I had to ask the question John Angelos came on a couple years ago we came on because he wanted to promote the when they were doing the the kids come to the games free thing that they had just announced I said I'm, I'm happy to do that but I got to be able to ask questions of John Angelos. I got to say, hey, are we going to talk about getting a, an app and streaming games? Are we going to talk about, you know, airing the spring training games? Because I need to be able to do those things. I can't put a, someone who's relevant on and, and not ask those questions or else no one's going to listen anymore. What would you be listening for? I'll give you another example. Uh, Michael Harrison is the, um, the police chief here in Baltimore. And I think you you guys know they've... They've come on. They're spending a little bit of money with us, and I've been doing some commercials with them, and as part of that, we're going to have him in studio, and I'm happy to do that, but despite the fact that they're a partner of ours, I still said, but I have to be able to ask questions. It, it can't just be that we do a fluff thing. He's going to come in studio, and we're going to talk. We're going to have a conversation about you know, some of the things I've talked about with, say, the mayoral candidates over the years, the perception of of danger in Baltimore and people saying, I don't want to go to games anymore because I don't feel safe going into the city. We're going to talk about that stuff because you have to be able to do that or else what are we doing as a show? Now, I also understand that Lamar Jackson is a more prominent figure than any of the names I just brought up. In pop culture, he's a far more relevant figure. Anytime Lamar Jackson says anything, the likelihood is that it's going to be picked up by someone and spun and six stupid, dumb ESPN talking head shows are going to talk about it the next day and there are going to be people to take shots at Lamar Jackson because of it. Because society sucks. And because this medium sucks. Because that's just what we do. And so I understand their defensiveness. And my point all along is if we can't do this, we can't do this. I'm not... Lamar Jackson owes me nothing. Zero. Nor does he owe anybody else anything. If we can't happen, it can't happen. And I'll understand that. At the end of the day, I will understand if the answer just is he doesn't, 
he won't be talking about his contract. He won't be talking about his future in Baltimore. If that's the answer, that's the answer. It just can't be with me. And part of that, and it's important too, because it's not just about me. It's also, you know, I'm a member of the Pro Football Writers Association of America. I don't ever talk about that because, being completely honest, I, I basically only ever joined that just to support the idea of there being a Pro, Fo- Pro Football Writers Association of America. I don't get a whole lot from it. But if somebody else wants to do an interview with Lamar Jackson, The Athletic, The Baltimore Sun, ESPN, 105.7, WBAL, WJZ, whoever it is, if they want to do an interview with Lamar Jackson, I don't want there to be a precedent sent that real questions don't get answers or can't be asked. That's the wrong way of saying it. Can't be asked. This This isn't me thinking I'm so self-important This is me understanding that there is an obligation of all of us that are in this business to try to continue some level of journalism. So I said, if this is just the way it is, if if Lamar, because of his prominence, and just doesn't want to deal with the fact that people are going to rip apart his words, just can't do it. And by the way, I'm going to make this clear. I don't even know that this was a decision that he made. He might have no idea that any of this is even happening. I was working with his team. If that's the case, that's the case. And I'm not offended by it. It won't in any way impact the way I discuss or cover Lamar Jackson. I think everyone who listens to this show knows I think the world of Lamar Jackson. I think he's incredible. I ain't changing. He never does this show. I'll never change that opinion. My opinions about you will never be impacted by whether or not you come and make an appearance on this program. Sometimes, I admit openly, it's difficult for me to be unbiased in how I feel personally about people that we've gotten to know. I said that about Bradley and Nikki. It's difficult for me. Now, it helps that Bradley was also a pretty good football player. But I've never tempted to lie to you just because we like somebody. I've never tempted to say so-and-so. Miles Boykin has made multiple appearances on this show. Have you ever heard me say that Miles Boykin was an outstanding wide receiver who was getting misused in Baltimore? Never. And I like Miles Boykin. But I'm not going to lie to you guys. And I'd like to hope this far into what I do, you guys know that. My opinion of Lamar Jackson will not change. He's got to be better against the Blitz. I think we all know that. Hell of a quarterback faces wildly unfair scrutiny regularly. Complete nonsense that's said about him. My opinion of Lamar Jackson will never be influenced in any way by whether or not he comes on this show. And that was my ultimate. If it just can't happen, if he can't, if there's, if you're saying I cannot ask him. And there were two. One, his health, just to know. I think we all know based on the videos we've seen that he's, so I thought that one was an easy one. And then two, any question about his future in Baltimore. If that can't be asked, we just can't do it. And that's okay. That's okay. We're going to do a show. We're going to do, you know, Ryan McKenna's going to check in. We're going to do a whole, we had a whole week. We're going to keep going on. Keep on keeping on, as uh, Will Ferrell said in old school. 
go back and uh, uh, put the Cisco CD on, right? Like, we'll do the whole thing. Maybe Cisco will come back on the show. He's been on a few <laughs> times over the years. I love Cisco. It's my guy. Um, I'd talk to him any day. My guy, call Cisco. See if he wants to come. I don't even know what's going on in his world. Just see if he wants to come on again. It's been too long. It's been like four years, I think, since we put Cisco on. There was an anniversary recently. I feel like there was an anniversary, and I said I would put him back on, and I forgot to do that. The moral of the story is that's okay. It doesn't offend me in any way. It doesn't. The decision was made, and that's cool. And I hope that at some point we can have a conversation with Lamar Jackson. The conversations I've had with Lamar Jackson when I've been over at the facility, I find it to be really fascinating. I think he's a really interesting cat. I, I hope that at some point we'll be able to talk about it. And I, I'm bummed that it didn't work out, but I will always prioritize doing the responsible thing for this show, for this business over you know, there would be, there was an argument that was made to me by someone this week that said wouldn't it just be a big deal for you to be able to advertise that Lamar Jackson was coming on the show wouldn't it just be a big deal for you to run promos for months about Lamar Jackson having been on the show I mean, it was a fair argument right like i think we all know we can all be very realistic about it we're not we we ain't the biggest show in the world there's an argument that that would have been beneficial to Glenn Clark Radio for me to just do that. It's just, but I won't. And if that's that, you know, that I've done a lot, made a lot of sacrifices. And if that's what prevents me from moving on in the world, I'll live. I'll go work for Jordan in a couple years. I'll go do that, right? You know, I'll, I, I, we can start a family band. Cass can play the banjo. Work on the banjo, all right, Cass? We might, we, we might need that. Washboard. Do you know how to play the washboard? I'm gonna. I want to play the washboard. I want. I want that to be my role in the family band. That's what we'll do. We'll start a family band. If that. If this is the moment that ruins everything, I'll start a family band, and we'll learn how to play the, the washboard. Those pipes. You got to front the band, man. Ah, you know, I just don't know that I can reach the levels I once could. Let's see. If we did a Creed cover, when you. No, I don't think I got it in me. I don't think I have it in me. Look, man. It's. It's just what it is. It's what it is. And I have no. I, here's one thing I don't want you to do. I don't want you to start tweeting. Lamar Jackson say, why won't you do an interview? I think everybody, again, who knows the show knows, I don't, that, that like sort of barstool mentality, that ain't for me, that groupthink thing, where we just go try to attack people, I don't want that at all. I don't want one of you to do that. That would be embarrassing to me. Lamar Jackson is an adult and gets to make whatever decision. He does not owe it to anyone. He doesn't owe it to me. He doesn't owe it to Jason Lockenfora. He doesn't owe it to uh, Paul Mittermeier. He doesn't owe it to, to Sean Stepner. He owes it to no one to do an interview. Zero of us. That's up to him. He's the one with the skills. He's the one in demand. I'm a dope that does an internet talk show. I'm a nothing. I have, the only skill I have is pop a shot basketball. And even that's starting to wane because I don't go out drinking as much as I used to. And in fact, by that, I mean I don't go out drinking at all any longer. So I was over trying to play pop a shot basketball. Took the kids to Chuck E. Cheese not that long ago. I was trying to play a little pop a shot basketball. I'm like, I might not have any skills any longer. I'm, the last one might be gone. It's the only one I ever had. It might be gone now. I might be down to zero. All of this to say, and I want to go this far. That I still, because I offered to do it originally when we had this conversation, I still want to plug Lamar Jackson's children's book. 
I still think it's something you should go pick up. I think it's a cool thing, man. I think it's awesome that he did this. I to understand he's going to do more. It's going to be a whole series. I Dream, You Dream, Let Us Dream is the book. It's available right now on Amazon. Uh, Paul, would you link that up on our Twitter account, please? I want you to go pick it up. In fact, I'm going to pick up a copy for my kids. We talked about this with um, Tavon Mason and Joe Gamble a couple years ago. I think representation has been a problem in children's books over the years. And I think it's wonderful that Lamar Jackson is doing something about that. I think it's a great thing. And I want you to go pick up. I want to make sure. Again, I Dream, You Dream, Let Us Dream is available right now on Amazon. And I want you to go pick it up. I am happy to plug the book, as I said I would do. It's not going to waver just because Lamar didn't come on the show. I was offering to plug the book, and I will plug the book anyway. Go pick the book up. And I will buy a copy myself. And it's a bummer that it didn't work out, but that happens. That's the business. The nature of the business is that these things occur. That There have been others that we thought we were going to chat with, and it just didn't work out for whatever reason over the years. And there'll be plenty more. There will be. There might be more today. I think we were supposed to have Moa Do on the show today, and it just didn't work out. That's okay. Life will go on. Again, I've been working on the washboard. We're going to be okay. We're going to be all right. Cass is going to learn the xylophone. I might force Paul to take his shirt off in order to keep uh, uh, views up. Uh, I don't think as many people want to see this. Oh, stop it, Paul. Stop it. We're always, that card may always be played. We got plenty of options, plenty of great content. Jordan's over here debating, what were you debating, Kelvin Gutierrez or Jorge Jorge Mateo? Mateo. Captivating stuff. Who doesn't want to tune in to listen to that debate? Kelvin Gutierrez and Jorge Mateo. And Paul and I were split on our opinion about it. We could do 10 fascinating hours. Not really, but still. We could do 10 fascinating minutes. No, we couldn't. We could not do that. I just threw out. He literally asked me. Jorge Mateo has the eligibility. He's got the eligibility. I don't know if you heard. He's got eligibility at multiple positions. Pick him up. Pick him up. Ben McDonald likes him. He's excited about him. Thinks there could be something there. Pick him up. Pick him up. Do I have I covered it all? Is there anything else I need to cover? I feel like I went longer, far longer than I intended to do in, in terms of this subject. As Glenn Clark is wont to do. That's what I did. I mean, it's part of the reason why they don't put me on the radio. Well, actually, they are putting me back on the radio again. Oh, that's I. That's ironic. That is quite ironic. They are putting me back on the radio. But, yeah, that's, what, that's the way we do things. Um, wait a second. Is your dad a Duke fan? What was a Duke fan? Your mom says Duke or Carolina all the way from Papa Cass's dad. I mean, he's from North Carolina. But the, I mean, if you like North Carolina, you can't like that can't be a thing. This can't be like this is like people who say I want to root for the division after my team gets eliminated. I, no one does that. No one says, "Hey, if the Ravens are eliminated, I want to see the Steelers win the Super it's like Bowl." When my sister had a Steelers tank top and I berated her for, it and she said, "Well, I like both teams," I said, "It's not you possible." Get the f out of well, here! Some with of that. my family's, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. They're a Tar Heels fan. Like um, some of my family is in North Carolina. What do you guys think of the Eric Church thing? What do you guys, are you guys familiar with this story? I don't know no. much about. You know, this, it turned, like, why do we keep turning Jordan's microphone? He's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm familiar with that. I'm I'm all in favor of what he did. I don't have 
people are losing their mind. If you are scheduling flights for an Eric Church concert, oh, I think you're the right, type right, that right. can probably afford to live with the fa- like. I, who the, the people are like, I had to cancel my flight and I'm losing all this money. I'm like, bro. If again, I, I, I I'm a normie, right? I'm just a guy. And to be fair, I once flew to Boston to see John Stewart and Dave Chappelle. So I have made. But it was also about like going to Boston for a couple days and, and having a, a trip with a buddy of mine. Like, it, if you are specifically flying somewhere just for an Eric Church concert, my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, he plays a lot of them. Like, correct. if you miss this one, there's going to be another one. This isn't like a one-time thing. At the time, I don't know that Dave Chappelle and Jon Stewart were going to be doing a whole lot of more shows together. It was kind of a, a unique situation. I don't think Eric Church is like going to stop touring after this weekend. So if you're complaining about your flights and all that sort of stuff, I I don't know what to say, man. Like my guess is if you were flying somewhere to go see Eric Church, it's because you've got enough disposable income that you can afford the fact that Eric Church is canceling a show. I got no beef with it whatsoever. I don't know. I've I've heard a lot of people like say, I mean, it's been past concerts too where they're like, I put I like saved all my money to go to this and then all of a sudden. You're getting your money refunded. Right, so that's kind of that's. I mean, for the the concert ticket, yeah. definitely not the flight ticket. But the, again, who is flying somewhere? What person is? You got to lay out for me the scenario by which you're flying to San Antonio for an Eric Church concert. That's true because Eric Church is in high demand. So like, there's a lot. He goes to a lot of places. I, mean, I don't. I got to be honest with you. I've actually seen Eric Church once. It was a very long time ago. I was dating a young lady who was very much in, and I enjoyed it. I thought he was quite good. But he tours a lot. Like he goes I, to a lot of places. That was the sense I got. I didn't get the sense that like if you missed out on this Eric Church show, you might not get to see him for right. five years. I would think you just go to the next city and see him there. That's the part that's throwing me off. Who is flying to CNN? I think these are people that want attention on the internet. It. What would have happened if he got COVID? He would have canceled the concert, correct? You When you buy the ticket, you know there's a chance to get canceled. It sucks. It's a bummer. I hate it when my plans get... It's a minor inconvenience to me that my plans get thrown off, but... This crap happens all the... I had two tickets, two different White Stripes shows. And by the way, the White Stripes did break up and stop touring. Two different shows that got postponed. One for a car accident, one for something else. Yes. On his tour, he's playing in multiple other arenas over the course of the next two months. So you just go to a different Eric Church concert. One, one of them, if people were that pressed out, he's performing tonight. Where? At- Dickey's Arena, Fort Worth, Texas. It doesn't seem like it's that far away not from San far, Antonio, does far. it? No, Crazy. probably Seems not. like if you would plan your weekend around it, you could just shift and go to a different show instead, and life would be all right. I mean, my concert got moved back a year because of COVID. What concert? Uh, Motley Crue. Oh, yeah, you're obsessed with Motley Crue. I always forget that. And Poison and like yeah, all that. Yeah, they were going to play the big stadium, right? They were yeah, they are playing the, at the, the um, Nationals, Park, Nationals right? Park, Yeah. And then they pushed it back, and that's it happens. fine. It happens. It like, happens. We're still going to yeah, it. It sucks. Don't get me wrong. I, Pearl Jam was supposed to play. In, by the way, there's been a lot of rumblings about there being a Pearl Jam concert at Camden Yards this summer, and it's never been announced. So they were supposed to play the arena. It got pushed back because of COVID, and then the arena closed because of the remodeling. So the word was that Pearl Jam was trying to make it happen. They just played Camden Yards instead since they couldn't play the arena. It, the word was that it was going to happen in August. I would think they probably would have announced that at some point. Like It seems weird that it hasn't been announced if it's going to occur. Um, but these things, these things happen, man. Like 
I get it. It's it's maybe more selfish that it's for a Duke Carolina game instead of being because of like COVID. But the hell, I mean, like, I think it's a lot of people that think that that we uh, uh, we are the center of the universe and what matters to us should matter to everybody else. You gotta get over yourself. You're getting your money back. Yeah, but I booked a flight. Uh, if you did that, I think you're the type of person that can afford it. And I bet there's something else to do in San Antonio on a Saturday evening. I don't know. I haven't been in a long time. But I'm just going to guess you can find some another way to spend your time in San Antonio. All right, off my soapbox. Quickly. NBA game. Is there a game that night? I, I, I don't right, know. Well, thank I you. Like That's not a, yeah. any help at all. Thank you, Jordan. You're welcome. There's little Jordan chiming in with us. All right, hey, um, today is the 20th anniversary of the Maryland Men's Basketball National Championship. And we spent a lot of time putting together this print issue of Press Box, and I talked to everybody. I mean, the coaches, the players, talked to everyone for this celebratory issue of Press Box, which is available right now at your, for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box, you can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. So when I woke up today and realized it was today was the actual date, the 20th anniversary, I was like, well, we should do something about that. But I realized I've, I've talked to everybody except for one person that I didn't get to talk to during the issue, and I regret that because, as he knows and everybody knows, he's one of my favorite human beings that has ever lived. Uh, he uh, once It was very emotional for me. We went to lunch, and he called me his son when he was talking to the waitress, and I was like, please, would you adopt? I love my dad, but would you? Would you adopt me, John? He's the great Johnny Holiday, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Johnny, good morning, my friend. How are you? <laughs> what? I do remember that, son. How are you? How's my boy? <laughs> How's my boy doing? Oh, man. I love you, brother. It is so great to hear your voice. Johnny Holiday, take me back uh, 20 years ago today. How, how confident were you that night in Atlanta, given everything that that team had been through going back the year before, that there was no way anything could go wrong and that they were going to get the job done against Indiana that night? It's... You know something, Glenn, I ne- I, to be honest with you, I never gave it a thought. I was just so happy to be there, number one, and kind of blown away as to how Maryland got to the Final Four, how they got to the championship game, and looking at all the people they left on the roadside to get there, the Connecticut's, the Kentuckys, the Wisconsin's, the Kansas, you know, just to get a shot at Indiana. And I was shaking my head that this is pretty cool. I'd never, I'd never been to a Final Four. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The, well, the year, year before, before right, yeah. The year before, yeah. but I'd never been to a championship game because we were never <laughs> – Maryland was never in a championship game. So I was just kind of like soaking up everything around it, the, the arena, the crowd, the enthusiasm, uh, the energy in the building. And then as we got closer to the game being decided and Maryland's going to win their first ever national championship, then it got to be a whole different feeling. Then I got saying, I can't, how many guys get a chance to do this? Mm-hmm. Only, only two guys in the country can broadcast that championship game, the winning team and the losing team. And I was got to be part of the winning team. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. What do you remember most about the game itself? I feel like the game gets forgotten because the season was so remarkable, and you know it was a sixty-four fifty-two game, right? It wasn't the most thrilling basketball game of all time. What do you most remember about the actual championship game, Johnny? I think the thing that stood out to me was I had seen these guys all season long. I had seen what they did. I saw the makeup of the team. When you take a look at the guys 
on Gary Williams' roster with Dixon and Baxter and Wilcox and Mouton and Blake and Nicholas and Taj Holden and Calvin McCall and Andre Collins and Mike Grennan and the late Earl Badu. The thing that stood out to me the most, I think, as the game progressed, Glenn, was the fact that these guys are really good. Yeah. I mean, they are really, really good. And wouldn't it be wouldn't it be just an incredible moment if they knock off a team with a storied background? They've been the Final Fours before. They'd won national championships, and at a program like Indiana. And the fact that I was shaking my head in disbelief that Maryland had never, ever won a national championship. We're on the verge of making history. The game, as you mentioned, 64-52, it was not a blowout. I think the thing that stood out for me the most was how Maryland played defense that night. Mm -hmm. I think, and I'm going back 20 years now, I think they held Indiana to something like 40% from the field. It sounds right. And that's, 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 yeah, 40% shooting from I think that's pretty darn good when you're playing in a championship game and the usual guys led the way Dixon and Mouton and Lonnie Baxter Baxter had been MVP of not only one but two regionals and it, it just it, it was it was almost like it's it's destined to be we're sitting there calling the game and I'm thinking I never even I never gave it a thought that Maryland was going to lose that game never you know, it's funny, John. I thought, from the, I thought from the opening tip, the way that Gary had prepared that team and the way they had that chip on their shoulder, just like Coach Williams did, that was going to be the big difference, that these guys were tougher, mentally tougher, and physically tougher than Indiana was. Johnny Holliday, he's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Johnny, it's it's so funny you bring that up because I had those same feelings, and I – I was further away. I, I I still regret to this day. I was still in school at that point, so I was watching the game at Cole, um, and 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 regretted not making the drive down to Atlanta that night. Buddy of mine, we were we were walking out of the building like God. We're so stupid for not doing that. But I remember this feeling, even when they fell behind in the second half. Indiana made a little run. There was just something about that team, right? They had they had been tested so many. They had blown a big lead two days earlier against Kansas and responded well. And I think we all remember. Juan Dixon's baseline jumper, there was just something about that team that it seemed like no matter what, they, they, they were pushed so hard by UConn in the Elite Eight. There was just something about they were so resilient, there was no way that anything was going to make them crumble. You know, I think you mentioned the I think the Connecticut game was the turning point, Glenn. And to see the way that Dixon and Karan Butler had like a one-on-one game going the Man. entire game. Man, you know Butler would come down and, and knock down a three, and here comes Dixon right after him, knocking down one. It was it was a shootout, and Maryland won that game, I think by seven or eight, ninety eighty two, I think it was, and then to beat Kansas. And what you got to look at also is they had back to back games of scoring ninety points or more, ninety against Connecticut, ninety seven against Kansas, just to get to Indiana. And when you take a look at the postseason. All, all those games except one against Kentucky, they were 85 points or, or, or more. That's a lot of points to score in a game. But that's, that's, that's the kind of offense that Maryland had back in those days. And hopefully they'll have the same thing maybe sometime soon uh, again. We'll talk about that in one second. We will talk about what's coming for Maryland basketball here in one second. 
Um, Johnny, did you keep anything from that night? Like, is there anything in particular that, that you kept from the game or from the weekend that you still have in your office that means something to you that's particularly special? Yeah, I've, I've, got, the, I've got the team picture that they signed for me, a big, gigantic team picture that I don't have in the office. I have up in the attic because I've got other things in the office as well, family stuff and, you know, things like that. But I've also got the game notes that were put out by the Maryland media relations staff. And there are a total of about 45 pages of that. And I saved that. I saved the final box score. Uh, I saved the roster. I saved the notes. I've got all those things. It's a special and, night. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 good to, it's good to keep and good to reflect back and, and to see, that, see what we did. And see that just see the, see the great run that we had. And if you recall, you know when Maryland lost four games that year, they lost the first game of the year to Arizona. Yep. In in yep. New York, right? That's where that game. It was in, in New York, Madison in, Square in Garden. Madison Square Garden. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Johnny, I know you've talked about it plenty of times, but the kids have done it. Uh, where did it come from? Did Hold it? On a no, one hundred percent. They'll do anything for Johnny Holiday. You kidding me? Um, <laughs> You, uh, where did it come from? Where was it? Just what came to you in the moment? I'm sorry, Glenn. I, I, I have somebody here, and I didn't hear the question. It's all right. The, the kids have done it. I know you've talked about it before, oh, yeah. but but take for those that have never heard it, take us through. Where did it come from? What's the story behind the final call? Nothing. Uh, nothing was planned. Nothing was planned. Never gave it a thought. O- only thing I knew I was going to say at the end of the of the broadcast, there's a lot of people to thank. A lot of people from Maryland Media Relations, uh, the coaching staff, the support staff, the office staff, the managers, uh, the trainers. You know, at the end of the year, I go through all that because without all those people, it it would be very tough to do a broadcast. So I had them all written down. But as far as the final seconds have come, you know, ticking off the clock, the only thing I could think of, and I – I think as I listened back to what I said at the end of the game, I, I became a little bit emotional, as everybody else was in the Maryland contingent. Sure. And uh, for, just for some reason, that just came out, and the kids have done it. <sighs> and then I let the crowd take over after that. I, I think you know a lot of broadcasters today, they, they want to talk right to the emotional moment of a game ending. Just let the crowd tell you exactly what happened so i kind of back up and let the crowd take over after that for maybe a minute or so and then and we came back in and continued the broadcast but there was nothing planned nothing written down just spur of the moment just whatever whatever popped in my mind and i looked out at chris wilcox and juan dixon rubbing their hands through gary williams hair and juan dixon giving him a shove and everybody laughing and and a combination of laughter and tears and happiness um and that's what came out. It's perfect. Nothing was planned. And it was perfect. It was utterly and completely perfect. And what a soundtrack to an amazing moment. I'd like to say that again sometime. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, well, let's talk about that, Johnny. Um, your perception. The, I, I know you got the opportunity to meet him really early on. Um, what, do, what do you think of Kevin Willard? And, 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 and how, how quickly do you think he could do something here? You know something, Glenn? I think first impressions... Uh, are, are very, very important. I spent time with him in the office with Gary Williams uh, talking a little bit, and it's it's always nice when their broadcaster has already kind of set me up with the coach 
their broadcaster is Gary Cohen, who does the New York Mets games on television as well as the Seton Hall games. And so he had told Coach Weathered, he says, you know, Johnny Holiday's a good guy. That remains to be seen. He'll right. find out sooner or later. He'll, he'll make, he can make I, his own choice. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that kind of opens up the door a little bit, you know. And uh, that was the first thing he said to me. And I said, Coach, I appreciate that. I don't, I don't go by records of what he did, uh, how many games he won. All I know is he's the guy that Maryland chose. And I think everybody should give him their utmost support, should back him. Uh, it's not going to be easy because he hasn't been able to recruit anybody. You know, with the interim coach handle around Danny Manning, you can't go out and recruit. Kids are not going to come to Maryland when they're saying, well, who's the coach going to be? We don't know. Now that they know, now he's got some work to do. Uh, the two assistants he's hired, he knew, he knew them both. Both have got Washington, D.C. ties, their area ties. And I think that's very, very important. But I think my first impression was he's going to do a nice job. He has the same kind of mental focus that Gary Williams had. And I think that's that's nice. Uh, he mentioned Gary. Gary is sitting in the front row for the press conference. And he made it quite clear that he wants his teams to have the same kind of fight that Gary's had, the same kind of focus, the same kind of work ethic, and the same kind of kids that Gary recruited, too. They, might, they, they may not be the marquee guy on that basketball team, but they all worked together for Gary Williams, not one single high school All-American on that championship team. And I think that's what Kevin Wilder's going to do. And I think, uh, you know, time will tell, and I think it's a good choice and a good hire. Yeah, he's very impressive. The, the, conversation, yeah, very we, so. the conversation we had with him and his honesty was, was so refreshing. It was just very... It was it was it was nice to hear someone who just said, "Look, man, I know I've fallen short in the NCAA tournament. Um, I I think I've got a plan for that. I think that yeah. that I've got an idea of what we can do better, how I can better build a roster, and I I appreciated that because it's you know you know it's easy anymore for guys not want to an- yeah. answer questions and just say you're you know, exactly right. You don't yeah. know what you're talking about. I'm I'm the basketball coach. I I had a real appreciation for for him saying no. I'm I'm happy to talk about that and sure you know here's here's what I think I can do better. I enjoyed that a great deal. All right, well Johnny, we need to figure out a day uh, sometime this summer that you can come back up here and spend the day with us and and we can go will grab we go to the same place for lunch. We'll go Blue Pit. We'll get some lunch there. You okay. just you tell me the day. I mean, you tell any day at all. If I'm on vacation, I'll come back for you, <laughs> Johnny Holiday. Because you well, know, my question is. Is that lovely waitress still there? I, you know what? I think she might be. I was over there recently, and I think I saw her. So, okay, and, and you got to make sure. Well, and if for I'm, you're if definitely I'm coming up there. Yeah, she's got to be. She's got to be working with her. Yes, you're definitely still her favorite person after how you took care of her the last time. <laughs> Johnny Holiday, truly love Thank you, my you, friend. Glenn. Always appreciate the time. Thank you for doing this this morning. Okay, buddy. Thanks for the time. Johnny Holiday. He is, of course, the best. Singularly, the best. And appreciate him hopping on with us this morning as we celebrate today being the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball winning a national championship, which means, Jordan, you were barely alive? Barely. Barely? Like, how what, How old would you have been at that point? I was probably one, one year old. One right? year old. Yeah. One year old. Cass, you were... Wait, what year was it? It was April 1st, 2002. Then I would have been like... A baby, like How, just a sh- like. What, what day were you? What, what day were you born? July twenty fifth. So I wouldn't even of have been pre- one. Of two thousand. Two thousand one. One. Okay. Boy, boy, there's something. 
It was a really terrible. You were really struggling today, too. <laughs> yeah. Cass, this is the standard you have to meet as a board op, by the way. <laughs> just can't unmute this is, mics. This is what you have to, uh, uh, at least, you can do this, I think. <laughs> yeah. yes. Anyway, I, I, was a, so. I was a senior in high school. Uh, well, was you a, you didn't a, ask me, but I figured yeah. you were going to. Well, I, I knew you weren't one. I didn't know that. <laughs> I was a senior in high school. At these, least everybody in the room was alive these, when it happened. These two have no recollection. None. Zero. None. No. Doesn't mean anything to them at all. I received a Maryland uh, Terrapins championship basketball from my, let's see, my grandmother-in-law. Her uh, late husband had it, and she thought Paul would be the one person who would appreciate this, and she gave it to me for Christmas this year. Well, that's sweet. That's yeah. very sweet of. That's a very nice yeah. gift. I um I I wrote about it not that long ago. I I truly regret. Um, my buddy Josh and I had talked about whether or not we were going to go down to Atlanta. We had, I I had been burned. I think I t- I told the story when you're in college, you're broke, right? Like mm-hmm. you guys are broke. Oh, just in college? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. I was quite broke, and and in when we first. So I spent my freshman year at UMBC, not at Maryland. I was at UMBC. And when I got to campus, we had done the math about going to Cal Ripken's final game, which was to be at Yankee Stadium to end the season in 2001. And my buddy Josh and I were like, we'll find some tickets on eBay, and we're going to go. we got to be there for Cal Ripken's final game. And we bought $100 tickets. And again, that like think about first 2001 – and secondarily, freshman in college, and I don't come from money. That was a serious like we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to to go to McDonald's for a long Chick Fil A for a long time mm-hmm. because of this. And then, of course, uh, unfortunately, nine eleven and the game didn't his final game didn't even end up being that game, and it was a waste. Mm-hmm. I wasted all that money on tickets to Cal Ripken's final game, which wasn't even Cal Ripken's final game. And we were like, well, we already have the tickets. We might as well drive up. The- it was the most miserable experience in my life. It was. This is not a joke. It that game finished in a tie. That game finished in a tie because it didn't matter matter to either team, and it was raining, and it was one week from the end of the season. I remember. And they played like ten innings, and it was miserable. I mean, they were playing through terrible rain to try to declare a winner because they knew there wasn't going to be an opportunity to make the game up. So they were. It was just the worst. Yan- that old Yankee Stadium was an utter dump. I mean, the new Yankee Stadium ain't great, but this place was a dump. It was an abysmal experience for seeing in a baseball game. We were sitting in left field. It was pouring rain the entire afternoon. I had spent all of my money in order to go to this game that had no meaning whatsoever, none, for a bad Orioles team. And I couldn't even go to Cal Ripken's actual final uh, game because I they moved it from Sunday to Saturday, remember, because I don't even know why. They wanted they wanted to put more of a focus nationally on Cal Ripken's final game mm-hmm. instead of Sunday being about the playoff races. And I had reconfigured my work schedule to be able to go to the game on Sunday, and then they moved it to Saturday. And I wasn't going to be able to go to that. It was just the most miserable experience ever. The game finished in a tie. An actual Major League Baseball game finished it's in recorded history you can find it i remember finished it. in a tie and the experience was so miserable for me that when my buddy josh came back to me and said do you want to start thinking about making a trip to atlanta because remember we were all pretty confident about that maryland basketball team they had just gone to the final four the year before you know they had that terrible setback against duke 
we were all going into that year super confident. And then there was the the game at Cole Fieldhouse where they beat Duke, and you're just like, dude, there's no way. They're not they're not missing the Final Four this year. Let's make our plans. I had my grandfather lived an hour and a half outside of Atlanta. So I was like, worst case scenario, we drive down there, we stay at his house, like we make a trip out of it, we have a good time. And then I started thinking about the the Orioles Yankees thing. I started thinking about how miserable that thinking was. Thinking never for got me. anybody anywhere. And I was like, what if they lose in the Elite Eight? What if we we plan all around like we 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 do all these things and then they lose the weekend before and what we're stuck with it cuz this is this is also predates like the ease of selling tickets of in 2001 and 2002 it was not nearly that simple. Mm-hmm. It was not you you couldn't electronically transfer a ticket. We had to go meet a shady dude in a parking lot somewhere in order to pick up the tickets to what was supposed to be Cal Ripken's final game. Like this was not an easy process at this point in history. So I talked myself out of it. I said, you know, it is Maryland basketball. They're going to be back. If we miss this one, we'll just go to the next one. Like, we'll, we'll be all right. We'll just go the next Glenn time. Glenn Clark Four. said that. That's exact. I said that <laughs> in 2002. I said that Josh Kellner, if we found I don't even know where he is in the world. Um, but I said to him, like, dude, you know, if we miss this one, no biggie, right? Like, we'll ju- we will just go – Whenever the next time is that Maryland's in the Final Four, we'll go then. We got, we got our entire lives in front of us. Look, we're fine. We'll be good. And he was like, all right, Glenn, you're right. You're right. We'll do that. And I remember as we went and watched the game at Cole Fieldhouse that night, and I remember walking out with him, and he looked at me. He's like, I hate you. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, we should have been there. And I said to him again, I said, Josh, don't worry. I know it sucks. But in a couple years, you know, we'll 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 be doing better. We'll be, you know, we'll have jobs. <laughs> that's that's the funniest part about all of it. We we'll have jobs. We're making money. We'll be a little bit more comfortable financially, and we'll just go then. We'll just go then. That might be why Josh Kellner and I aren't friends anymore. It yeah. might be that when that when promise. and if Kevin Willard takes him to another Final Four, you're gonna get a phone call. Yeah, right. I'm, you don't I'm like, wait, like, it's me, it's this, Josh. Who is this guy calling from Anchorage, Alaska? Like, why are Josh Kellner here? Whoa, you're alive! Pack the bags, we're going, baby. <laughs> That's why I told you, Jordan. That's why I told you. Yep. Yep. Towson had a chance. That was a bummer, too. But when they, uh, they have a chance, you go. Now, it's easier now to just plan that. Like I, yeah. It was yeah. harder in 2002 to just wake up and decide, we're just going to drive and go. Like You needed to plan it ahead of time and things along those lines. <sighs> very, very frustrating to think about. Very frustrating. All right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by the – ooh, this one's brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football is who it's brought to you by. If you're not playing Underdog, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I don't know what it is that you care about. I don't know what your priorities are. And frankly, I'm not sure that you and I can be friends. It's just the way that it goes. You've got plenty of great games for you to play. You can feel like you're betting despite the fact that you can't legally bet yet on your phone or on your computer. You can play player props, parlays, things of that nature with Underdog Fantasy Football. Again, underdogfantasy.com is the website or download the Underdog Fantasy Football app. Get playing today with Underdog Fantasy Football. And when you use the code PRESSBOX, make your first deposit we will match it with free money for you to play with up to $100 with Underdog Fantasy Football. Um, and quickly, by the way, because it was asked from Chris, no, if if I, this is not me saying I wouldn't have Lamar Jackson on the show. If, if in the future Lamar wanted to come on, I'd love to have him on. But we just have to be able to ask whatever the relevant questions are. If they get the contract thing worked out next week, that won't be all that relevant come 
Every now and then, uh, let me give you an example. Uh, I think I talked about it the other day. Sean Merriman's people one time. We've had Sean Merriman on a billion times. And one time Sean Merriman's people were like, hey, you can't talk to him about, and they said a girl's name that he was dating. And I was like, I had zero intention of talking to him about that. If today the Orioles said, you can have Ryan McKenna on, but you can't ask him about Will Smith and Chris Rock, I would say, cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's not something I intend to ask Ryan McKenna about. But if they said, but you can't talk to him about baseball, I would probably say, pass. (laughs) Like, what, what would we talk about? You know that's that's the if whatever point he wants to come back on, I'd love I'd love to have him on. I'd love to make that happen. We will always be welcome. I just can't not ask the most relevant questions that need to be asked. That's all. That's it. All right, we'll come back in. Uh, We got to do our Friday features. We got to do Young Utes. We got to do Did This Really Happen? And Mike Tannenbaum's going to speaking of Lamar Jackson. Mike Tannenbaum's going to join us in a bit. Uh, He thinks Lamar is brilliant when it comes to how he's handled all of this. We'll talk about all of it. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy the award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays, $6.99 nachos on Thursdays, and Taco Tuesdays. And watch all of your favorite games at Glory Days Grill, with 25 screens and private speakers at every table, plus game day drink specials. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill. Great food. Good sports. The newest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship. As Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport, and why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 
including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. We were talking about the Baltimore Police Department a little bit earlier on. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore Police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good bpdrecruit.org. Were you paying attention to that conversation last night, Jordan? Everybody talking about Giannis? No, all right. So Giannis apparently hit a buzzer-beating three last night, or a game-winning three. I don't know. I, I wasn't... I was watching tennis last night. That was what got my attention. And so everybody starts talking about Giannis, and they're like, let me go poke over at Giannis's MVP odds. And they're like, 7-1. to one. And everybody's like, hey, man, this might be worth tossing a couple of bucks that way. 7-1? to one? Like, come on, what are we doing? So I said, all right, I, I guess I'll go take a look. So I wander over to the old... Oh, they've actually in the FanDuel Sportsbook, it's six to one. I think that might be a bet worth making, my friends. I think that might be. I know I steered you wrong with John Moran earlier in the season. I really screwed that up. That's on me. I apologize. I got I got the uh, antsy in my pants. He had a big night. I was I couldn't I I just couldn't keep it in. I had to go throw a couple of dollars at John Morant. It's my my fault. My mistake. They'll enjoy my ten dollars that I put on that. But uh, Giannis, it's six to one. I don't know if you know, he's Giannis. I think I might, uh, I think I might wander over to the old FanDuel sportsbook. Other odds makers have shortened those odds after last night's game. But in the FanDuel sportsbook, you can still get Giannis at six to one to be NBA MVP, and I, I think I might, I think I might do that dance while I'm down there on. Oh. I'm not there till Monday. I hope the odds don't yeah. shift significantly before Monday. I might do that dance with Giannis at some point this weekend. All right, who gets to go first this week? It's been so long since you've both been here. I don't know I don't know whose turn it is to go first. I'll give it to Jordan. You're going to let Jordan have it? Yeah. All right, very good. Oh, gross. I had faith in you I know, this I was time. doing all right, too. I was yeah, feeling it. sucks. Hey, uh, young Ute, speaking of um, <clears throat> speaking of betting, just if I could for a second, because some people <laughs> some people make dumb decisions, like throwing money at John Morant to be MVP of the NBA. Know the risks and have a plan before you start gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. What are the young Utes talking about today, Lil Jordan? Tyga and Rob Kardashian. I, I'm out. Were, I'm out. It, th- this is pretty funny. Okay. So Black China tweeted out. <laughs> yes, Black China is Rob Kardashian's ex, correct? And, and Tyga has a kid with her, I'm pretty sure, too. But didn't Tyga also have a... Wait, I thought Tyga had Ty- a... Tyga has a lot of kids. But wasn't yeah. one of them with one of the Jenners? Didn't he have a... Mm. I'm pretty sure Tyga, that was... Uh, I don't think he had... I think he... Dated, dated uh, Kylie. Yeah, and that was kind but of the reason why have... her and 
Okay. All right. I might be. All right. All right. Fair enough. But I know that All that's right. not her kid. Okay. All right. Anyway, go uh, ahead. So Black China tweeted, Yesterday I had to give up three of my cars. My reasons, morals, beliefs, being a single mother, no support, I'm a mama. Uh, and Black China goes, single, no support, no child support. So Tyga then goes, I pay 40K a year for my son's school, and he lives with me Monday through Saturday. Why would I pay child support? And then Rob Kardashian goes, I pay 37K a year for my daughter's school. I handle every medical expense. I pay for her extracurricular activities, and I have her Tuesday through Saturday. Why would I pay child support? And then Tyga goes back, who's your plug? Let me know so I can get a 3K discount. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I don't really care, but like, it's funny. It's, it's funny. You're not wrong yeah, that it's I was, funny. I was, I mean, people I was actually, laughing. That seems as a silly tweet more than it's like actually all the, that interesting. The Shade Room posted about it, so. Oh, then I, I would... I'd have to say that the I don't know what people the sh- do what's, care about what's that. What's the then? shade room? They, it's literally they just cover celebrity BS, and they're like a new. Mm-hmm. They call themselves a news organization. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're gonna. You're, I, I'm. I'm compl- I have they, nothing. They have, they have 26 million followers. So 26 I believe million. you. I just have nothing to offer to the conversation, unfortunately, because I am. I don't know about any of these. You've these. never paid child support before. No, I've never. I, I'm a. And I'm an active. <laughs> I'm an active. I look. I'm not taking anybody away from anybody who's co-parenting. God bless. Do the, do your thing. But I am. Uh, I, I do still. My wife and I are still good for now. For now, we're still. Could change any day. Op- Let's make that abundantly work. clear. We were having a whole fight about the recycling bin the other day. Like it is, it could, it could change it. We got into it yesterday. This is a fight we got into. This is what you had to look forward to when you're married for this long, Paul. So I know you guys. I think are still in the honeymoon phase for the most part. Like, you give it a few <laughs> years. L- yesterday, at no point. I I try to be home between six and six thirty, so that dinner is no later than six thirty. At five forty-five yesterday. <laughs> I'm at the gym. The gym is 10 minutes from my house. So my plan was to stay at the gym until 6, work, work out from 5 to 6, and then be home by 6.15 for dinner. At 5.45, she starts blowing up my phone. I'm like, oh, my God, something, something must be wrong. Like, <laughs> what the hell's going on? So I get off whatever the piece of – I don't even know what I was doing at the time. I jump off it. I'm like, oh, God, and I you know, wander away, and I got – Got to figure out if the, the call is going to go through my earbuds or not. I'm all panicked. You got to walk away because you don't want to interrupt other people. Call. I'm like, what's wrong, baby? Where are you? I'm at the gym. Well, dinner's ready. Okay. Why aren't you here? It's 545. Well, are you coming... Is there an emergency or not? I would do that. God! I was at the gym on... <clears throat> on she said, well, if I knew you weren't going to be home until 6.15, I wouldn't have put the noodles in now. I'm like, there's not a time that I'm home! That's not a thing! You're making something up! I was at the gym on Monday, and my workout, so usually I like to go to the, <clears throat> excuse me. Usually, Paul and I just try to brag. We, we work yeah. out. That's all this no, is. We I, just want people to believe that we work out. I oh, get up at know. 6.30, and I go to the gym before the show. Mm-hmm. Well, I did this on Monday, and the workout was longer than I knew that it was supposed to be, and I had to split it up. So I went to the gym in the morning. I came to do the show. I went home. I watched the Orioles baseball, and after the game, 
I went back to the gym to finish the now, workout. Now, I will question your usage of time in that way. <laughs> you chose to watch a baseball game. That doesn't mean anything. That's kind of on you. Mass is only Aaron three. It meant something to him. And Jorge Mateo's <laughs> on. Listen, he cats trying to defend you. Listen, cats have my back all the time. Yeah, it's real weird. Um, and so we have a ring camera uh-huh. for the doorbell, and the wife can see me whenever she wants if I'm if I'm in the living room. So I get up and I leave, and she go, and I get a text message from her. She's at work. She's not home. She's at work. Did you just go to the gym? I said, yeah. And, and, and if I did. She, <laughs> she, said, she said, why do you have to go twice in a day? And I said, why does it matter? You're not it's home. Part, it's part of the problem. My wife doesn't want me going to the gym once in a day. She hates that I go to the gym. Because she doesn't want, she wants me to die. Like, I'm convinced of it. She wants you to be, like, she, fat and ugly. Yes! It's a whole different conversation, Cassidy. No, I it's get a it. Deeper, probably so you don't attract it, as many 100%, ladies. It's, yeah, it has everything to do with that. The Walmart she shopping. Just, she just yep. wants me to be fat and ugly and die. That's I all get she it. wants. Take for, the money. She's all that Glenn Clark money yeah, right? he had growing what up. What's she even gonna get from that? That internet Jesus. radio money. Well, you know it's lucrative. On That's, top, on top of that, when I got to the gym, <laughs> that's why we're paying you so well. About six fifteen, six thirty, the entire parking lot is full, and I go to the Bell Athletic Club, so it's a big gym. Yeah. Every member in the history of the Bel Air Athletic Club was at the gym at this moment. I couldn't even have a place to put my gym bag down. So I'm already irritated. And then she's texting me, why did you have to go back to the gym a second time? So it it led to a big I'm good. You worry about you. I'm good. And if you want to go ahead and eat dinner, it's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Just go ahead and eat dinner. I'll be home when I'm home. I'll scrounge around and, and find something for myself. My God. Yeah, I don't think I'm meant for marriage because I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> I'm very like I'm gonna do my thing You do your thing We'll meet up at the You end. don't care now Cause you're 20 Yeah There is some My wife didn't care About these things When she when I first met her either This was not a thing A, lot, a lot changes But I feel like When you're years. married You're just like So on top of each other That I'm just gonna be like I need 10 minutes Of you to just leave me There's a lot of that alone. Now imagine throwing Kids into the equation Now imagine throwing Kids into the <laughs> Good equation Good luck pooping Ever again Yep Ew, what? Well, girls, I need privacy. Okay, girls, girls I don't, don't even poop, poop course, so that's yeah. crazy. Don't poop. That's I don't even know what that is. That. All right, number two. Spy Kids is Ooh. being rebooted on Netflix. We care, we care. Okay, all right. By Robert Rodriguez. Yay. Right. He, uh, I don't, do you know? He, I'm, uh, I'm, yes, I'm very he, familiar with Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, he he directed no, three from, episodes of Disney's Star Wars series. No, I did not know that. Uh, but yeah, so. Robert Rodriguez is a legend. He um oh. was he from Dust Till Dawn? I want to make sure I have the right I have the, the correct films. Wrong. What? He did absolutely wrong. He did Desperado. He did nope. from Dust Till Dawn. Yes, he did. He did not. Yes, he did. You're wrong. You're wrong. He did from Dust Till Dawn, as I thought. He did Sin City, he did Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Uh Robert Rodriguez is an icon, but I didn't I, I Spy Kids was after me. I was already into adulthood when Spy Kids was a thing, so it means zero to me. It might mean something to my kids. It just doesn't mean anything to me whatsoever. The little boy in it yes. is married to Megan Trainer, and it's so cute. Just thought you should know. Who is, who is he? Does he have a name? Daryl Sabata. Oh, there you go. I, I was unaware. So cute. Okay. Jeez, right. easy but, over there. But God. yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, he... he did a uh, was an executive producer on a short-lived animated Spy Kids series... Mission Critical in 2018. Mm-hmm. Don't 
Don't know, no, that but was a thing. but you guys are excited yeah, about. This. I'm, I'm you guys excited. are yeah, you guys are it. amped up for the mm-hmm. Spy Kids. I hope they bring back the thumb people. You're really excited about Spy Kids. I grew up on that. I grew up on that. That was like classic. Oh yeah, it's two for two. Yeah, you're a winner. No, I I could go three for three. You could. Well, yeah, but you could also you could also just throw this one away now. You already got the win. No, bring it home. Just share something stupid that you care about. Bring it home, Jordan. I, I could. I got into a Twitter fight about the Orioles this week. But <laughs> Why? That, Why? That, I'll, I'll do that. This one was Sydney Sweeney, but I, I like my Twitter fight. Oh, you smart Twitter, man. Twitter, Sydney Sweeney is from uh, Euphoria, fight, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone it cares was, about that. It, all it was was her grandparents came to the premiere. Uh, there's a lot of nudity, obviously. Yeah. So one of the reporters was like, how did your grandpa feel about that? Yeah, that's a good question. And he goes... They, my grandparents said I have the best tits in Hollywood. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. That is so gross. Stop it right now. If my grandfather ever said that, I think I would pass away. Are you kidding? I can't. Okay. <gasps> There's so many. Hang on. Stop for a second. There's a couple layers here. Do you think she just said that to try to get a rise out of the interviewer? Like, do you think it's possible she, that it's she not is very real? open about how everyone around her says she has a phenomenal body, including her parents and grandparents. <laughs> there's, there's some evidence so. of that. There's some. There is some. Okay, well, I think a lot of people care about this just because, like, dudes are in love with her boobs. Um, and then like, there's like all about TikTok, and like, I feel bad for the poor girl because there's also like a lot of people that are like, "Yo, but she has no ass. She only has tits." And I'm like, "Okay, this, like, this, this is. I can't believe Lamar Jackson didn't want to come on this show. <laughs> I can't believe." And her dad watched it too. Her, she watched it with her dad. Like she somebody, sat and watched somebody, it with her dad. Somebody asked me that. They were like, you know, and I don't, I don't have a daughter, so it's not a concern of mine. They were like, if you had a daughter, would you be able to do that? And I was like, I don't know. Like, no, I, can I think you promise. You I think no. this is the. I think this is where you're gonna end up being. If you, you understand that like I, I see more little boy penis in my life than I see anything else in the world, which is a sentence that if we just cut out and separate it, <laughs> would get me onto an FBI list. Let's cut that right? and clip it on like, this show. Like it would, I would, but it's reality for me because at any moment of the day, my kids might just decide it's time to run around naked. And in a weird way, I think as a parent, you just sort of become so accustomed to it that it ain't even weird to you. Like, it's actually, it'd be, I'm not kidding about this. It would be weirder if it was her friend. It would be weirder. Absolutely not. Disagree. If it, I, Completely disagree. I think you need to get back to me when you have kids. Okay, no. I think, I think you need to get back to me when you have If my dad kids. is watching, I hope he comments because you have to picture this, right? You have but two... I also think the comedy helps diffuse the situation. No, no, I do. I disagree. No, I think it's no, weirder if you're just no, sitting there and you say nothing. No, no, no. I'm telling you right now, my dad has two baby is this, girls. Is this a plan of yours? Like you're planning to do season three No, of, I'm just uh, saying Euphoria? like my dad grew up with what two little baby girls. Three. Three, yeah. And yeah, like my dad's obviously seen me like when I was like, I don't know, I four understand or five, that. But, but we kind of grow certain I know, things. I'm very aware. I know that how anatomy works. Uncomfortable situation. My dad doesn't even like it if like... If my sister's not wearing like a bra in the house, like he'll be like, "You need to put on a bra," because like it's just an uncomfortable thing I, to like be I, around. I'm not like, trying to tell you that it's father. comfortable. Blech. Nobody's trying to suggest that it's comfortable. I'm telling you, right? I get weird. I reached an age. There was an age when Facebook first came along. It was very exciting for me because all of my friends 
would start posting pictures of themselves in bikinis on Facebook in the summer. And I was like, this is wonderful. This is such a great thing to have happened in my life. And then an age came along where their little sisters were posting pictures in bikinis. And then I said, I'm uncomfortable now. Now I'm uncomfortable. I don't like this any longer. I want off of this damn application because I don't know if this is okay or not. And I'm telling you, there's something more uncomfortable. After a certain age, after a certain age, there's something more uncomfortable All about I'm saying that. is if I played Cassie on Euphoria and I knew that I had nudity, I would never voluntarily be like, hey, Dad, do you want to come it's watch my show with second, me? Though, but you're, are you not proud of your work? Not if my whole tits are out on the show. I'm not having my father but watch it. But you signed up. You agreed uh, to do the show. Yeah, for some and guy named explicit sex for scenes. some guy named Jerry in Texas to watch it. Not my father, who I came Poor Jerry. from. I know. I came up with the name. Jerry seems like a good guy. I don't okay. know why we're throwing it. And I don't mind. Crazy, and I don't care. It's meant for him, but it is not meant for my father. I can't even but sit and watch. But it's your work. It's what you're doing. It's it your does. dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be your bull. Does not matter. <laughs> I I, know, you know man. what? They're I hope I hope Paul and Jordan both have girls. I hope they both have girls. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> why did I get lumped into this? I hope you both what did I do? Not, not something I'm going to have to worry about. <laughs> yeah, ever exactly. Again. I'm good. He's I'm done, I'm done ski. That's what I'm Took saying. Care is of like, that I hope thing. you two have girls. <laughs> won't be happening for your boys. <laughs> Don't you put your voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I'm just saying, I hope you two have girls. And let me know how that goes when you see her tits in a show and how you guys feel. We have feel. just used that. I really so I, much. I, I should have just led Boom. with my, my, uh, God. my Orioles tweets. By the way, John Colson just closed the door to his office. I think he might be having a, a meeting of some sort and we're here just, just uh, talking about TNA. <laughs> what a day. What a day. I did uh, get in a Twitter fight. What, what's that? I got into the uh, Twitter fight because people all, all, all these <laughs> after all, the conversation all, we just all had these, all this these, is where we're going. All, all these reporters are, are trashing the Orioles for their low payroll and everything and then the, the fake Orioles fans proceed to come into the comments and they're like yeah the Orioles aren't spending any money and then one guy was like well we're rebuilding right now and we're kind of like the astros and then uh, i think it was i don't know which reporter said something someone was like well they're not the astros and the guy was like well they kind of have most of the pieces from the astros rebuild in their so front how does office involve you? Be- because then i hop in uh-huh. and i'm like Keep keep your same energy saying that the Orioles are a trash oh, franchise, and then, <laughs> and then and then a Red Sox fan comes in and he goes, "Why do you support this pathetic franchise when they're afraid to spend money?" And I've said something about the Carlos Correa thing and how they wanted to offer him a deal, and he was like, "That hasn't been validated by any sources. It's it's just a myth." And I was just like, "I'm leaving this alone." I would say that's, it's that's probably not fun. worth it. Yeah. Probably I was, I was not like, worth it. This guy does not pay attention. You have anything else you could do with your day? Just <laughs> like, a bunch of men sitting on this, couches. This was, this was like, hang on a second. That, one of the greatest tweets of all time was the tweet that said, like, uh, boys can literally just sit around naming old athletes and have the best time of their life. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly. I've, I've done this. We have had. Nolan my bu- Ryan. My buddy Brandon and I sat there in his office one night at Rams Head Live just naming old athletes, and we just couldn't have had a better time for that hour. <laughs> just the best time it ever. In my best friend's kitchen, just naming old my, Oreos. Yeah, Pete uh, and Cavillia. Deadspin dead used to do this my, a bit. They just used to, every week, there used to be a, a Deadspin bit. They were like, let's name some guys. And the entire what? post was just names of random athletes. My, and it my, was old, my old group chat, we all, uh, there's moments in time 
where we'll just go on naming Orioles from like 2000 to like now to present from when we were born to now and we'll just start spitballing names and it's like Felix PA, Melvin Mora, sure. like yeah, yeah. just random just, and we we'll couldn't it, come we'll up with Paul Bacco, well, though. Yeah. Couldn't come yeah. up with not, Paul Bacco. Not, not, not for forgotten Paul soldier. Yeah, yeah. Right? couldn't come up with that one. Fallen. All right, I don't know what just happened there. I don't know. What, I have no idea what this great. show is. I loved I it. Don't, yeah, you were very... Cass got something off her... <laughs> oh, God, I was about to say off her chest, but that hit a little too close to home. Funny. God, that wasn't. I didn't even intend that. It was great. I liked it. God, Funny. Cass really... She had something she wanted to say about this particular topic this morning, and so she said it. Where are is is Mike Tannenbaum calling us or are we calling him? What's the story on all that? I just I don't I don't know. You were the one who booked it. So I believe we're, we're calling. Him. All right. Well, I didn't know if you wanted to get a break. Or I would have loved to, but I think we've blown. It's just go ahead. What the hell are we doing at this point? <laughs> what are we What are we doing here? Why does anybody listen to this? This shit? is actually a Euphoria fan page. That's what it is now? Yes. <laughs> we're just gonna be all Euphoria mm-hmm. all the time. <sighs> Today's show is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer. Buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. (sighs) Let's try to to regain some composure after all of that. Might be difficult. (laughs) Might might be tough. (sighs) Now, um, uh, earlier this week, Mike Tannenbaum was on ESPN and, you know, had some effusive praise of Lamar Jackson. And not just, you know, a lot of people effusively praise Lamar Jackson as a player. He was effusively praising the way that he's handling his contract situation, saying, in fact, that he could be a Hall of Fame agent. Joining us now, tell us a little bit more about why he feels that way, is the aforementioned former NFL general manager, now ESPN analyst. It's a pleasure to welcome back into the program. Mr. Mike Tannenbaum is with us now here on GCR. Mike, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, sir. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Great to be with you guys. It's good to have you on, Mike. I I, I certainly understand that Lamar Jackson, by not racing to do a deal, has allowed the quarterback market to escalate. And we, of course, all saw what Deshaun Watson did, which is, you know, utterly insane but that's the way it works all it takes is one team and once they do that that's where the market goes i guess my follow-up question would be but is he still brilliant if he doesn't sign before the season and he plays this season at a lesser number of 24 million dollars hoping to chase future money and not taking money now when he has the opportunity to yeah that's all up to him you know and if you ask 10 people you may get you know 10 different slightly different opinions. So, um, you know, it's something that he bet on himself and he's won. And in my opinion, one big, because he's a great player. He's in the prime of his career. He's a former MVP and, you know, Deshaun Watson certainly helped him in a marketably marketable way. So, um, Kirk Cousins showed us historically that when you bet on yourself as a quarterback and you don't even have to play great, you just play reasonably good. Um, it's really um, unbelievable what can happen. The the comparison to Sean Watson, one of the things we've been discussing this week, Mike, is it seems to me like this is setting a new precedent, not just in terms of numbers, but in terms of being able to get money and then get money again as the market changes. Deshaun Watson did not need a contract. But the Browns were desperate. I mean, they needed a quarterback. 
And there are a lot of desperate teams. Uh, are we entering an era where quarterbacks could do a deal, like Lamar Jackson could do a deal now, and then if the market shifts again significantly and in two years there's a $75 million quarterback, he could go back and say, yeah, we I don't care how long my deal was. we got to do this now because I've got all the leverage here. Well, he'll continue to have leverage because there's only about, in my opinion, 18 or 19 quarterbacks on the planet, and that includes people like Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. Um, so as long as he's in the top 18 or 19 and there's 32 NFL teams, he'll always be in that position. I mean, that's the sense that I get, right? Is that So I guess my question then would be, like, at what point is there any advantage to waiting? Like, it, couldn't he do a deal now at this number and let the market go up and then go back and say, okay, now it's time to do another deal and, and, and always be in the upper echelon of money that he's making? Yeah, I mean, I, I think why he waited is if you had me on a month ago and you said to me, you know, could Lamar Jackson get $230 million in guarantees I would have looked at you like you had six heads. Right. No way. Right. And, and, and it's changed. So by waiting, he's done great. And here's the irony is Kyle Murray's agent would have made a massive mistake if Arizona acted on what Kyle Murray's agent wanted. He would have cost himself millions of dollars in guarantees. He is Mike Tannenbaum. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. We're talking about Lamar Jackson's situation. Mike, you know, I think there are still going to be people who say, "Look, Cleveland was just desperate. They, they, they this is not, this can't be the new standard for contracts." But uh, people said that there, Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to create a new standard, and it's pretty clear that did. It, once we've gone here, is there any going back? Is there any ability for the rest of the teams to get together and say, you know, Steve Bashotti the other day at the owners' meeting was like, "Well, we don't necessarily have to play that game." Is, is he right about that, or is this going to be now the way this works, that every quarterback is going to have to get a fully guaranteed contract? Yeah, look, you don't have to join a country club. Like, no one mandates it. Right. You just, when, when you go to it, you got to pay the bill. Right. You don't have to have Lamar Jackson on your team. But if you want to be in that world of having a great young quarterback, you got to pay the bill. I mean, it's not that hard. Like I made this point on the ESPN, guys. It's really easy. Lamar walks in. He puts his feet up on the table and says, hey, guys, I don't want a dollar more than Deshaun Watson. Right. But, oh, by the way, I'm not taking a dollar less. 100%. So if you, here's the bill. If you want to pay it, wonderful. If you don't, wonderful. Just tell me what you want to do. Like, this isn't very hard. You will hear the argument from some. You brought up the Kirk Cousins thing. You will hear that argument that the best thing you can do is go through this and get the true free agency. My, the, the point that I've made this week is that I think all quarterbacks essentially are free agents because of the leverage that they have. It, it, is it truly better for Lamar to try to get to natural free agency somehow, some way, or is it closer to the idea at this point that, hell, any quarterback can be a free agent just by saying – it's time for me to get more money knowing they have every team held over a barrel. Yeah, well, I think context here is important. Like, let's face it, Sean Watson's very unique for a lot of reasons, including we, we can't minimize the fact that there's still 22 civil lawsuits pending against him. So, you know, there's that. Um, and a player will always do better when they have true free agency versus saying, hey, I want a new deal. So... Again, you go back to Kyle Murray's situation. I know he was kicking and screaming for a new deal, but you could simply make the argument that him waiting and playing it out. And by the way, like in two years, like with the gambling money coming on, like 
who knows where the salary cap's going to be. So sometimes waiting is effective, even for a quarterback. I I, I wonder. I think there's the, the comparison might been made to the NBA, where like the the top stars in the NBA are now essentially all working on like a series of one year deals. That like we understand wherever the money moves, we're going with it. Can you see the quarterback position? It clearly can't be every position because you know the salary cap won't allow for that. But could you see the NFL almost becoming similar with the quarterback position where the players all recognize they've got the leverage and they kind of create an NBA system where like, hey, we'll sign a contract, but every year we're going to watch where the money's going, and if the money's going a certain way, we're going there with it. Well, I think there are some players that can do that, and they could sign short-term deals and continue to bet on themselves and backfill it with massive you know, endorsement deals. I don't think there's any question about that. But the big difference between the sports is that's a very small percentage of NFL players. So from a macro standpoint, I don't see the system changing that dramatically. Mike, is there a point at which the Baltimore Ravens, if Lamar Jackson truly is hell-bent on getting to natural free agency, is there a point at which they have to start thinking about trading him and trying to maximize his value that way can a team really play along with the idea of you know let let's just give it our best shot for a couple of years or do they have to start looking around and saying well if Deshaun Watson got three first round picks and you know he's got 22 as you pointed out lawsuit you know allegations pending against him do do they have to start thinking about something like that yeah I I think look I, I I have been a long admirer of their organization, the talent on that team, and I just think they're they're a really good team, a really good organization. And as long as they have Lamar Jackson, they have a chance to win. I think the only time you do that is you're Seattle and you say, "Hey, you know, we we can't win even with Russell Wilson." But I'm just hard pressed to think why why in the world would you trade Lamar Jackson if you're them? I understand that, and I, and I think it's an interesting. Like, if if he just walks, right, like, do you end up, and you don't win a Super Bowl in the process, do you end up looking foolish that you didn't explore that? Um, yeah, I just, again, the way I look at it is that they have a really good program. They have yeah. a really good culture. They got a great head coach. Yeah. And you got Lamar Jackson. You're lucky to have him. Go win with him. I mean, I look, but by all means, I'm all for them trying to go in with Lamar Jackson, Mike. I think that's a heck of an idea. Um, can I, I know this is a nitty-gritty one, but I guess with that said, you would use the exclusive rights tag then on Lamar Jackson, correct? Because you would not – you wouldn't want to risk the idea. We were talking yesterday about the thought that in, like, the second year, you might just be willing to take two – if you know you can't sign him anyway, you might just be willing to take two first-round picks for a player that you only have one year left with in order to keep the number down. Would you be choosing the higher tag number and using the exclusive rights tag if this is the case? Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's way down the line, but we certainly could tag him once, maybe even twice. Um, you know, it just also depends on who else is in that year's draft, who else is comfortable giving up multiple first-round picks. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, but that's certainly an interesting discussion for, you know, a year or two from now. Mike, is, is the point that was, is what the Rams and the Buccaneers have done the last two years, especially given where quarterback contract numbers are, are we entering more of an era where teams should be more focused on the now? And it, it's so unravens-like, right, as you point out. Like, they are constantly thinking about being in contention every year. But is there a point at which we have to say, hey, you got to maximize the quarterback 
And when you've got them, you've got to focus on the now and not worry about the long term. Are they showing us a new blueprint for how to win in the NFL? Yeah, but I, I think you can do both. And I think, but for like a historic amount of injuries, I think the Ravens have done a reasonably good job of that. Um, again, you know, their focus on compensatory picks is great. You know, they let players graduate. They keep some. Um, I think they've done a, a good job of, you know, discerning, you know, who you keep and who you have to move on from. All right. I mean, I look, I we've certainly respected it. They've been, you know, obviously one of the top organizations in all of football since their existence. And so there's a reason why they do really well. Mike, is, is this, can this bubble burst at some point? Is there a point at which when we have these quarterback conversations, is there a number at which it just can't keep escalating? There's simply no way for it to work? Or, you know, if the cap grows, it's just going to keep going, and at some point we're going to end up talking about a, a, a quarterback who's making $100 million a year. Yeah, that's a great question. Here's what's interesting about that, in my opinion, is I think logically, yes, it should. At some point, you're going to be playing with free agents, and if you're taking too much from an allocation standpoint, it's probably not worth it. The, the problem is the psychology of a team that – you know, I was on the Justin Dolphins for a number of years. You know, we went after Brett Favre. Like, right. If you're competing against Tom Brady and you don't have one, the premium you're willing to pay is, is pretty significant. No doubt. And I, that's what goes back to why I feel you have all the leverage if you're the quarterback, right? Because, like, the, the, the biggest fear that an NFL team can have at the moment is not having a quarterback, right? It's... That's right. If you don't have one and you're in the AFC North and you're facing Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow, and you're the Cleveland Browns, that's why you're paying the premium for Deshaun Watson. Exactly right. Not just because you think he, he's great, it's because you know to get to where you want to go, you have no hope if you don't have a guy like him. There's no doubt about it. Those poor, uh, lowly, listless uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, you know we feel terrible for them right now, Mike. We just feel wretched for them, a, a moribund franchise. I mean, just an awful feeling they've got to have at the moment. Uh, Mike, is there anything we can plug for you, my friend? Anything you got going on besides ESPN that we can talk up for you? Yeah, well, I, I'm part of an organization called The 3013. If you go to our website, the3013.com, we have a free newsletter. It's comprised of people that have made decisions in the league, be it yeah. head coaches, GMs, and all our content's free. And we just try to put out content that people will find interesting and hopefully differentiated because it's put out by people that have actually you know, made the decisions. Again, The 3013 is where you can find that. At Real Tannenbaum on Twitter is how you follow him. Mike Tannenbaum, appreciate the insight, my friend. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's such an interesting topic. Appreciate no question. It. Appreciate it. He is Mike Tannenbaum. Um, you can follow him again at Real Tannenbaum, and then it's the 33rd team at T-H-E-3-3-R-D-T-E-M-F-B, at the 33rd team, F-B, on Twitter, or at the 33rd team.com at T-H-E-3-3-R-D-team.com. I feel like he, like this is the weird part about the conversation. I feel like we're saying all the same things, but yet we're afraid to take the next step. Like he's saying everything I'm saying, which is the quarterbacks have all the leverage, mm-hmm. but we're still doing the, yeah, but you're still better off being a free agent. Are you? Are you? Or why are we afraid of saying the thing? It's like there's this unspoken thing that I'm the only guy that's saying. It's the same conversation with Greg Rosenthal the other day. We're like, we're all saying the same things, but we're leaving out the part. Say, well, you got to get the free agency to have all the leverage. You're leaving tens of millions of dollars on this. You're trading off. You're you're choosing to make less money this season mm-hmm. by not executing the leverage that you have. 
You've got it. Use it. And you can still get the leverage. Have use, Like you've been saying all week, you can still use that leverage to get another contract really whenever the hell you want. I, and I feel like it's because we haven't started seeing it yet that we're just sort of pretending like they, it's taboo. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that, that players wouldn't or shouldn't do. Why not? Why shouldn't any player walk in and say, the market has changed. That means my value has changed. If Patrick Mahomes is watching other quarterbacks get $60, $70 million, why in the world should Patrick Mahomes just say, yeah, but I signed my contract. Got to be a good soldier. Like, it's insane. Yeah, and I like the question that you asked where is there a, does it reach a number where it's just like, all right, enough's enough. You look at Alex Rodriguez back in 2001 when mm-hmm. he signed with the Texas Rangers. He signed them for 10 years, $252 yep. million. And only now, 21 years later, are we seeing players yeah, start to 300, get $300, $350 million. Start to get to $48 right. million. Is, yep. Maybe it slows itself down. At some point, they might just have to step in and say, this is ridiculous. I, I just think it's unique to the quarterback position. To me, it continues to be there's got to be a percentage marker at which the quarterback – This is the and this is the thing that Greg and I were talking about the other day. The funny thing is that the reality is that quarterbacks are really worth – 50, 51% of your overall cap. Mm-hmm. Without one, you don't win. Because of that simple math. The math is that simple. If you have a quarterback, you have a chance. If you don't have a quarterback, you have no chance. So with no offense to everybody else, who's all important. And it can't just be that you only have a quarterback. You have to put a team together. But you could put the best team together in football history. But if you line that team up and ask Mitchell Trubisky to go win with it, you're effed. One position matters that much more. So by mathematical equations, the quarterback position is actually worth more like 50 to 51% of your cap. But as we point out, no quarterback has ever taken individually 15% of a cap that a team has won a Super Bowl with. So how do we make these things mix? To me, it's always going to be about where the cap number is and how much of that cap a quarterback can soak up especially if we're going to start doing the thing where we move it from year to year. I don't know what it is. I don't know when when the bubble... I don't know when a team says, we can't. Right. We can't. I don't know. Wouldn't it make sense, and maybe this is just spitballing, I think you said something along these lines a few weeks back, where you have your salary cap for your team, and then you have another tier that's just for the quarterback, and maybe you base how much you can pay your quarterback it's, it's been based an idea. on how close yeah. to your cap you are. It's been an idea that's been thrown around a ton. I mean, like the problem is the I, the union wouldn't love it because, like, are you forcing teams to spend a certain money on their their quarterback? Because if you're the Falcons right now, you sure as F don't want to pay for Marcus Mariota what it is that the Bills are paying for Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. So... You know that's the tricky part about doing of separating these things. If you give the teams the choice of whether or not they want to spend that much money on their quarterback, then there might be teams that choose they don't want to, and, the, and they might try to drive quarterback prices down that way. And there, there, there's got to be tiers. I would imagine there'd have to be tiers in that specific area based on performance. And that, that's where it gets it gets really tricky. It's mm-hmm. very tricky to do something like that. It's an idea that's been thrown around by a bunch of very intelligent people to separate the quarterback oh, position oh, well, well, thank you. from the yeah, that's <laughs> just you. Just you. To separate the quarterback position from the salary cap. And mm-hmm. it's it's a heck of an idea. It it just has to be better defined. And at some right. point it might have to be the way that it works, but the teams are going to keep saying well, on the whole, we can only spend so much money on players no matter how we do this. 
if we separate the quarterback position from the salary cap, we're still going to be limited by how much money we can give quarterbacks. We're going to be limited by how much money we can give to the players as a whole if we're still going to be profitable. And the players are going to say, not our problem, right? Like, give us our money. Right now, we only get 50% of it. Give us 80% of all the revenues. And the teams are going to say, well, then we'd have we, that won't work. We, we have to have a staff. We have to do you know, social media. We have to make food. We have to hire security. We have to have people come make pretzels in the stadium. Like, we, we, we have to do all those things in order to operate as a franchise. We can't give you 80% of the, the total profits. This is going to continue to be a debate for forever because of it. The one thing I'm convinced of is that the quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson is a game changer because he didn't need a deal. He got a deal, despite the fact that he's not even worthy of a deal, and he got the the most lucrative deal in the history of humanity. I legitimately, when I saw that contract, thought, wow, they just screwed every other team it's, in the history of football. You're, this, is, this is where you are now. And you can try to collude. You can try to get 31 other teams together and say, okay, guys, we're not... We're not doing that, right? Until the next one that's desperate for a quarterback says, well, this is what we got to do. Mm-hmm. We don't have a choice. The it's, Browns, man. Sorry, this is the way it's going to go. So it's reality. And the notion of players just choosing not to use the leverage they have is insane. I mean, it's it's reckless for them. Imagine, imagine Having that much power, I'll never have that much power, as we know earlier. I'm All I can do is pretend like I play the washboard, and I used to be good at pop-a-shot basketball. I don't have that much power. On the Pro Tour, believe it or not, we just didn't we didn't unionize. We really screwed up on the pop-a-shot Pro Tour. We really <laughs> made a lot of mistakes in, um, in how we handled things. I can't fathom what that power must be like. Who has this type of leverage? The Avengers? Like... Honest to God, the upper echelon of NBA players have this type of leverage because unless you have a star, no one's going... There are teams that have stars and still nobody goes to watch the games. If you're a team that exists without any sort of star power, nobody's coming to watch you. That's what the league is built off of is you have to have superstars. So the stars, the upper echelon stars in the NBA have created this insane amount of leverage where they're like, literally, we can get, wherever the, the cap goes, we go with it every year. We're making this amount, rip it up. Next year we make this amount. And then they set out games for management. 100%. They have that much leverage, my dude. They have that much leverage. Load management, excuse me. That's where the, the NFL quarterbacks can go if they choose to use it. But right now it's we're, we're talking about it like they're not going to choose to use Well. You know, you're just better off going to free agency. Why? Why are you better going to free agency than walking in today and saying, I don't need to wait. I don't need to lose any money in the process. I demand you pay me or you move me to the next team that would be more than happy to do it. The Browns were desperate. The Falcons thought they could get Deshaun Watson. How desperate do you think they are? And I get it. It comes with also having to trade draft picks. But that's the price. Because on the flip side, you don't have a quarterback. I think that trading your draft picks is becoming more and more popular. That's what I'm talking about with the Rams and the Buccaneers thing. I am more and more 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 convinced the team's going to look at it and say, we just got to sell out. Yeah. We got to... We got a quarterback right now. We got to sell out and get the right. We can't keep worrying about two years down the road, three years down the road. Especially if it wins you a Super Bowl. Like we got And again, there's no guarantee, and that's the problem. You could be yeah. chasing something that can never pan out. This is like what we talk about following the, the Astros blueprint that Jordan's fighting about on Twitter because he's got nothing else to do. 
Um, like the, you're following the Astros blueprint. Okay, well it might not work. Yeah. Like it just might not. Other teams have tried to rebuild, and if, how does how's it going for the Phillies? It's been a struggle. They got a good squad this That's year. That's fine, but have they won anything to this point? Nope. Like they, and they got the part where they started spending billions of dollars on baseball players. Yep. The rebuild is not remotely a guarantee that you can make it work. But there's a blueprint, and other teams can follow that blueprint. All right, we're still planning on and chatting with Ryan McKenna before today's show wraps up. It has also been brought to you by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. Last night, if you missed it, Stan and Gary Stein caught up with Baltimore Blast head coach David Bascom, an emotional conversation, a powerful conversation about his life story, a new book he has coming out called Red Card, that details some of the terrible things that he experienced uh, in his youth and how he kind of came out on the other side of it. It was a really powerful chat. You can find it right now, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, or pressboxonline.com slash video. When we come back in, uh, Cass has got to uh, go through, did this really happen? I've been slumping. I've been slumping in recent weeks when it comes to did this really happen. So we'll do that, and Ryan McKenna still to join us. That's all on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets with Glenn Clark and Paul Valley every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fandle Sportsbook GM Bruce Billick and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and even a few winners. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday at 1140 a.m. Brought to you by the Fandle Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com radio. Watch at YouTube.com PressBoxOnline. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy the award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays, $6.99 nachos on Thursdays, and Taco Tuesdays. And watch all of your favorite games at Glory Days Grill, with 25 screens and private speakers at every table, plus game day drink specials. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill. Great food. Good sports. Baseball is back. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. You can find us live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon talking all things Orioles and Major League Baseball. Like the debuts of Adley Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez. And how the rotation and bullpen are rounding into form. Watch us live at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. That's the Bat Around, live with the latest in baseball coverage every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. 
Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at facebook.com slash pressboxsports and try to guess whether these guys are I, wearing I, any pants. What, what are you asking? What are you asking, Cass? What, are, what is the game that you can't come up with? What is it? It's like, um, it's like this long strip. Uh-huh. And it's like a wooden table. It's like a smaller version of a pool table, but like longer. Yes, it's shuffleboards. I don't think yes, so. Yes, it is. And there's like sand on the outside yes. of it. And they're that's little, shuffleboards. Like, and you just like. You guys are stupid. It's then, like, <laughs> that's shuffleboard. Like one, Have you ever been three. to a bar? Yeah, I played it at a bar. No, I didn't. She's 19. I, oh, right. 20. Yeah. 20. She's 20. Yeah. 20. Shuffleboards, the. Uh, no, not the old person. No, not that. It's yeah, not, that's that's also called shuffleboards. But yes, when you did the pucks. That you toss down to the other side. I, it's like I, one, I, two, I or like, three. Yes. I like the it's old person. You're it really is. It's better. really fun. Played for it like is two hours one time. Quite a bit of fun. I don't know what just happened there. Anyway, uh-huh. back in here on GCR. Let's head down to uh, Sarasota right now as um, the Orioles are going to play another game this afternoon. I don't believe he's in the lineup for today's game, but uh, he's had a very nice spring. We've seen him hit some mammoth home runs after he made his MLB debut a year ago. It's a pleasure to welcome back into GCR Mr. Ryan McKenna, who's back with us now. Ryan, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Hey guys, what's going on? Everything is everything is good. I got we got to get to the hard hitting journalistic questions right at the top of this. All right. Did I hear you got a haircut, man? I did. Yeah. What the heck? I am. I quote the American classic super bad. It's like spitting in the face of God. What are you doing, brother? <laughs> yeah. So I, at this off season, this winter, I had some weddings I had to go to. So I felt like I the need to clean it up a little bit was there. But you know, who knows? We could we could grow it back, and uh, we'll see how that is. Um, I, I'd like to hope that that will return to our lives. There was nothing quite <laughs> like seeing some Ryan McKenna flow going on. What? So, yeah. so who does it matter to? Ryan, remind, are you? Are, remind me, are you married? I am not. No. Okay. Um, is is there yeah. someone whose opinion is significant in your life when it comes to the hair? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a there's a girl there okay. that uh, would probably prefer it. A little more cleaned up. But. Oh, oh, that breaks my heart. That breaks my heart, <laughs> Ryan McKenna. Hey, man, how's everything going? Everything good? I mean, like, I, you and I didn't get to chat after you got to make the debut last season. What was it like for you to be up to to live out the dream and to know that like every, all of the work that you put in has paid off for you, and and you're here, and this is your story now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it was a great experience. I think. Um, you know, just taking away all the things that I went through and, you know, just kind of analyzing it and going into the winter with a good mindset and, um, you know, really just coming in confident and making sure I'm healthy. And, you know, I think we got a really good team morale going on right now and it's, it's been super positive and, um, you know, it's just exciting to be around now. Um, you know, I think a lot of things have been looking up and it's it's been fun, you know, just learning from what I what I went through last year, you know, what the ballparks are and 
what to expect. You know, it's I think there's a lot of unknown when you haven't debuted. And then once you have, you kind of learn how to adapt. And, you know, like anything, um, you just learn how to go through it and, and uh, do it well. So, Is there any, like, danger to paralysis by analysis, that type of thing? Like, when you go... Obviously, all we've ever known about you is is hitting, right? It's just what you do. You are a professional hitter, and then you get to the major leagues, and 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 clear. I'm sure the numbers weren't what you want them to be, but it's your first season in the big leagues. Do you do you freak out about it? Do you do you change all your approach, or do you just try to relax a little bit and say it's going to come? The more I'm there, the more I adjust, the more I know. I don't need to worry too much about any particular results. Yeah, I think, um, you know, doing your research on how that affects you personally. So other guys need more energy. They need, you know, certain things to get them going. Um, you know, they some people need to relax a little bit more, you know, take some time off and um, just kind of clear their head, you know, still be present every day and work as hard as possible. But, um, yeah, for me, it was just learning. Um, you know, I just trust yourself. And for me, I think the confidence comes from my preparation. Um, so the clear goals I have in my, my work beforehand, whether it's, you know, trying to analyze what we're going to face that day or, you know, whatever challenges are in the near future, I think attacking those specifically for me just allows it to just kind of happen naturally. And and that's when I play my best is just, you know, I, I dedicate myself to that preparation and, um, you know, everything will happen as it will, you know, I, after that I have no control. So, um, yeah, and just play hard. And, you know, I, I think knowing the game as well as possible, too, and being situationally aware <clears throat> will go a long way um, in a lot of different areas, too. So that's all part of it. Ryan McKenna is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Is there any chance that the hair is like related as a superstition? Like you, you struggle a little bit? Okay, we got to mix it up. Got to, got to, got to, got to cut the hair and, and try something else and see how that goes. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm not a very superstitious individual. Are you a little? Are you a little stitious? A little stitious. A little stitious. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, for me though, I just sometimes it's good to get some just a little different whether sure. you know you shave or whatever but it's i mean i it has really nothing to do with the game all right. so, all right. me, so. <laughs> i'm obsessed yeah. with it i'm sorry right <laughs> hey um you know you played a lot of left field last year obviously how do you prepare for what's a completely different animal clearly this season out at left field in camden yards Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i'm interested to see what it's like down there um you know talking to sig Dell and a lot of these guys that were really directly involved with the altercation or alteration of the, the field dimensions. Um, but yeah, like I said earlier, it's, you know, preparation is a big part of it. So, um, you know, we're going to have half our games be at home. So, you know, eventually we'll get kind of more used to it as the season goes on, but, you know, going out before the day, um, you know, pre-practice and just kind of observing the dimensions and maybe taking some balls off the wall and, you know, during BP, just really be diligent and, you know, seeing how the ball is traveling versus how much ground you have to cover, Sure. you know, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, no, I think it'll be good, you know, in the long run and, you know, we'll see when we get down there, but, um, yeah, I'm interested to see what it's like. I was like imagining you in, in the off season, like acting like a four-year-old and throwing balls against walls, just to see weird ways in which they might bounce and like something along those lines in order to try to prepare for this sort of goofy, like quirky, you know, two walls right up against each other and left center field. Yeah. Thing. Who knows where <laughs> yeah, it might you're not go. too far wrong. I mean, I think, 
you know, trying to imitate that as much as possible. You know, that's kind of what kids do is they try to make it real and they imagine certain situations right. and have fun with it. So, yeah, no, it, it's kind of true in some sense. I was that kid, and it definitely wasn't because I didn't have any friends in the neighborhood. It was de- That's what I wanted <laughs> to do. I wanted to spend my time throwing a ball against the wall. Um, uh, Ryan, I, speaking of which, we saw you hit a pretty towering, majestic home run uh, a couple days ago. Um, it, does it have anything to do with the fact that it's going to take a little bit more muscle to hit some home runs at Camden Yards? Maybe you need to load up a little bit this year. Yeah, I, th- I mean, at the end of the day, I think a lot of these guys are like-minded with me right now. It's just, you know, having that good approach. I think most home runs, uh, you know, that we hit will still go out. Um, you know what I mean? So if we have that good, consistent approach with, you know what we're trying to do that day i think barreling the ball is kind of number one and then you know um everything that will happen will happen after that i think there was a statistic that we got brought up that only like two home runs of all last year would have been taken away because of the new wall wow so that just you know that goes to show just you know the, the approach and the power that we have as a team you know the potential that we have um it doesn't really matter the dimension so um yeah it'll be it'll be good so Ryan, you mentioned this team and, and, and maybe the confidence and the excitement that you guys are feeling. I'm, I'm sure you know. I mean, the, the outside, everybody's writing you guys off, and it, it's it's going to be another bad year for the Orioles. But are you starting to see, like, that nucleus of you guys that have come up together, are you sort of starting to have that feeling of, like, no, we're, we're ready. Like, we're ready to go and compete. We're not just here to be part of the process we're here to go and, and, and we think we can win some games. We, we've won some games. Like, are you feeling a little bit of that from this group of guys? Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, I think it comes down to the, the leadership right now. Um, you know, we had a great meeting. Um, Hyder's done a great job with us in the past. And I think it's just, you know, like you said, you know, coming together and, you know, whatever the negative stuff that is around us, just try to eliminate, um, you know, whether that be the outside, you know, negativity talk or whatever the case may be, um, just focus on what's going to make us better individually and then also as a team. So help us prepare, help us, you know, as a team collectively to go to your teammate if you have any questions about something, you know, hey, what do you, what would you think about this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, execute in certain areas, um, whether it's defense, offense, or, you know, whatever portion of the game. Um, but yeah, I think that's been a little bit more positive than ever in this clubhouse and and it's really awesome to see. Um, but yeah, just another minute or two here with Ryan McKenna from the Baltimore Orioles on Glenn Clark radio. Um, Ryan, how much have you been inspired? You know, there was already Trey and then we add in, like, we all didn't know what Cedric was going through a year ago. Um, those two dudes and their battles and, and how they've come out from them and, you know, Cedric turned into one of the best players in all of baseball, despite everything mm-hmm. he was going through. How much does that inspire you guys, like watching guys go through these things and and just not allow it to impact them whatsoever and go out and do their job? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, you know, just it, it goes to their work ethic, honestly, and the mentality, like you had mentioned. Um, you know, I honestly I haven't really experienced any of that so right. it's hard to relate but you know knowing them as people um and always pulling for them is it's very very impressive and it is inspiring and you know it makes you want to go that extra mile and you know you know put in that work that is going to be in the benefit for yourself but also the team um you know and and just by their example 
you know, do what they're, uh, they're kind of leading uh, the group to do. So, yeah, it's been, it's been really impressive they're to in, see. They're incredible, man. They're absolutely incredible. I need to know how you feel about the extra. We've, we have had so many debates over the course of the last four months about the extra inning thing. So I will, I will pre, I am in favor of it. I loved the extra inning thing, man. It was so, you, you guys forcing action, having to do some things. Are, are you good with it? Are you hoping that maybe it sticks around past this season? Or are you like, no, dude, that's not baseball. we got to just keep playing baseball. Where are you with the extra inning deal? Yeah, are you are you referring to the runner on second yeah, base? After, yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, I had no problem with it. I think as a hitter, um, you know, it's a good situational, you know, objective. It kind of moves the game a little bit. Um, you know, it gets that action right away. Um, you know, I think the pitcher side would be a little bit more interesting than me because sure. obviously I want right. the, I want the RBI. You know, that's, right. that's a, a good opportunity for me as a hitter. So I think that's you know I'm I'm in favor of it. And being the guy, I don't know if it goes down as a scored run or not, but um, that's also a benefit too offensively. So I mean, yeah, I I I would say I I enjoy that as a as a part of the game, but. It, I think the pitchers might have a little bit different. Yeah, that's probably true. It also probably makes it less likely that at some point you end up getting called upon to pitch in one of these, like, 19-inning yeah. <laughs> insano games where they're just like, hey, uh, go loosen up your arm. And you're like, what, me? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't seen uh, – I haven't talked to Hyder about that, but I don't know if I'm on the list. Yeah, where, where you would fall on the Yeah, exactly, where I would fall on that. Okay, are you, are you the type that would want to be higher on the list, or did you say, like, no, dude, if I'm up there, it's 40-mile-an-hour cheese. Like, I, I can't be the guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I would have no problem doing it. Um, hopefully it would be on the, like, good side. I don't, I don't know if we would be – doing that if we would score a bunch of runs on our side but yeah if it, if it was a game out of hand i wouldn't mind doing that what, what would you be t- if you if you were called upon in the first week of the season what would you be touching right now what would be the the fastest you think you could deliver a ball uh, over the plate oh oh fastest like if i was actually trying to you know throw my best yeah if you I if th- yeah yeah, okay. So I my fastball I think I the last time I tried to throw as hard as possible was like ninety two. Okay. So All right. It's not yeah, it's nothing crazy, but But we'll take I mean, that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would be throwing. I would no chance. try to say, yeah. Yeah, maybe seventy five to eighty, but right. <laughs> and just try to throw strikes, but yeah, no, I, th- I think I could touch. I was gonna if if you threw th- uh, uh, ten pitches at ninety two miles an hour, how many of them would actually be anywhere near the plate? Uh, that's an even better question. I'm hoping <laughs> I would like to say half, but I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Uh, hopefully we'll yeah we'll see if that ever happens oh man i hope I, but first of all I, I hope it doesn't i hope yeah. that you guys win a bunch of games it's never something that is that's come up but it would be kind of entertaining we if wilkerson got to do it a couple years ago and it, it created a, yeah. a memory for everybody here when he yeah. came in and got a save uh it's ryan is yeah, go, yeah ahead. go ahead no 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 by all means yeah trey jerry and i were talking about about that situation in Anaheim where he got the save and his stuff got sent to Cooperstown, which is kind of a, it's true. a funny scenario. But right? <laughs> I don't think yeah. Stevie Wilkerson woke up that day knowing that uh, he was going to end up being making a donation to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> things that he did. So. Uh, Ryan, is there anything we can plug for you? Anything you got going on? I know you're like kind of on social media, but not like terribly active on there. Yeah, nothing crazy. Uh, just my Instagram, maybe Ry R Y underscore Mac M A C thirty five. 
Um, but yeah, other than that, it's pretty low key for me. Give him a follow there. I know you're a golf guy. You got to pick for the Masters next week. Oof, I would love to see Tiger Woods I mean, in there, but bro. you know, there's there's a lot of top you know top tier guys. Um, I don't know Justin Thomas. Hopefully, he makes a good run. Um, I, there was a, a new number one that just got put up. I, I forget his name, but um, I think it's Steven, maybe. I don't know, but Hang there's on. a new number one. I, know, I, I literally know who you're talking about, and for some reason, yeah, I am also I'm blanking on it at the moment. Too, I'm sorry. Everybody's all excited yeah, no, about – oh, okay. Scotty Scheffler. God, why did I – Scotty yep, Scheffler yep. is the new number one. Um, yeah, that would be awesome to see him and if he does well there. So, And everybody's excited about Victor Hovland, too. That's the other guy that everybody's telling me about. Like, that's who yeah. you should pick. Oh, yeah. Ryan McKenna, really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us this morning, man. May you have an outstanding season. Can't wait to see you guys here on the 11th for opening day. Appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Ryan McKenna from the Baltimore Orioles getting ready for the start of the season. I can't believe he cut his hair. What is he doing? I can't believe it. Why? Why? Why cut your hair, man? You got everything going for you. Ah, oh, got all those luscious locks. Well, dream of that. What are you doing? Papa Cass over here. Cass, what's your deal? What is your What is your thought on all of this? I just, I like his hair. Yeah. I think he's really attractive. So what? If, I already like looked up his Instagram. But he said, the young, <laughs> he said the young lady in his life prefers it the other way. Okay, well then that's all that matters. It doesn't matter my opinion. Well, I agree that it doesn't to you him. You know what I mean? I, but I'm saying like I you're saying he looks really good this way. Yeah, preferably. I'm, you I'm, know, if I'm looking at him, I enjoy seeing him with longer hair. But I'm not the special lady in his life. <laughs> good, so the only point. thing that matters is his special lady. And opinion. that's where we separate, right? We're mm-hmm. gonna separate there. Okay. Because I think your own opinion should be what matters most. Well, yeah, for sure. But if he, most dudes like don't care about their hair. There like, is that is a very good care. point. So it's like I could do either or, and they feel better when their woman is like, "You look so good with this hair." Like I, they, I used to like going fresh baldy, like straight up baldy. Mm. I used to bick it. I used to love it. The Mister Clean look was my jam. Mm. I was all in. I thought it was incredible. And um, never was there a single young lady who was ever in my life that agreed with such an opinion. They all felt differently. They all said, no, we don't like this. Stop doing that. I'm not a like, fan. I preferred hair. It's just like depends the, on the person. Like some people cannot pull things I, off. Yeah. I, I had a, uh, a weak attempt <laughs> at a mullet. And I, Wait, I, on, and I just looked. I looked greasy. Well, yeah, that's Gre- uh, like greasy. Ooh, that's not a good look. That's not a good look. Like greasy. What a second. Well, I like what that. am I looking at? I, I like that. Was, that's my, you. That's me. I like that. That's not bad. That's you made shocking. it sound like you looked really bad. I, like, I, I, lo- not... I looked. I looked greasy. Ryan what McKenna. is your Ryan McKenna Does your good. girl prefer the hair now? Yes. Yes. Oh, my, okay. my, but my, you're my... defaulting back to the idea that all that matters is No, I'm not saying all that matters is that. But think of it this way, right? Let's say let's say your girlfriend looks better with long hair. You think she looks I, I am beautiful not, with that long is hair. That is not my department. No, it's not. Nope. Not a sim, like no my... chance. I will oh never gosh. share my opinion about this. That's fine. I will never That's fine. I will never ever. You know how you know how I like uh, my wife's hair? How However she likes. she likes it. And that's great. That's I'm very like happy it. for you that you have that mindset. That's how I like it's it. fantastic. It's happy wife, that's happy how life. You have to have Ms. Clark. <laughs> no, you I understand look wonderful. that. My my wife has very long, thick, flowing hair and she'll 
Let's, let's be honest. If she gets five inches cut off of it, you can't really tell because it's super long. But if yeah. I if I don't notice, oh, you better. It's a big you deal. You better. You better. Oh, that's become a thing too. I was like, we've been together for. Are we still doing this. We've been together for fifteen years. We really still doing this. Like I love mullets and I like the like long flowy hair, but like on some guys they just can't pull it off. Mm. Yeah. Like no offense, but like it's like. For me, it's one of those things you're like, okay, let's say I go to a lacrosse game, right? Mm-hmm. And you see them in the helmets and you see their hair and you're like, oh, they're going to be attractive. Then they take off the helmet and you're like, oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I, this happens to me all the time. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know you can How many times I'm, I'm calling a lacrosse game and I'm like, <laughs> I bet this guy's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Feel that all the Sorry. time. All right, let's uh, let's do Did This Really Happen? Did This Really Happen is brought to you today by Glory Days Grill. Taco Tuesday, Nacho Thursday, Burger Monday, every week at Glory Days Grill, seven ninety nine burgers. Anyway, seven ninety nine taco plate special on Tuesdays and six ninety nine nachos on Thursdays. Among the many specials that you find at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, glorydaysgrill.com. If it's Nacho Wednesday, whose is it? Not <laughs> it's Thursday, by the way. You should have. <laughs> really, I mean, that's worse than a dad. You're not even a dad. Not yet. You're not even a <laughs> I'm dad. And you made that. I'm I can't allowed. Wait for her to come. <laughs> yeah, your daughter, your upcoming daughter that you have to have. Yeah. And she's going to do uh, naked I'm scenes in movies. <laughs> Congratulations on her success, though. Yeah. You got that going for you. At yeah. a certain point, she's going to be it's, quite it's successful. Her life. She has. I, that's the point. I get. I get seventeen years. At eighteen, she can do whatever she wants. I don't have to be happy about it, but she can do whatever she wants. That's the Only point. Fans. Get out of here. Just do your thing. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> I. By the way, this. Oh, you, you know haven't gone yet. I'm already. I'm upset. gonna. I'm gonna run this. I'm gonna run this. <laughs> I'm gonna run this by the young people. I have a friend, and she was talking to me about the fact that it doesn't. It wouldn't bother her if her husband watched porn. But it would bother her if he subscribed to an OnlyFans channel because that's more intimate. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree I wholeheartedly. So. I agree okay. with that right. because yeah. it's not something I'd ever thought about before. Because technically, like, sorry, if you go to Pornhub, you don't like have to pay, right? So it's just general like videos. You don't have to know the person on a personal mm-hmm. basis. It's just a random person. There's no like, oh mm-hmm. my god, she's fine. Like nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But OnlyFans, you subscribe and you most dominantly pay for it. She was so like, you're she was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care person. if she got naked or not on the OnlyFans. If he was subscribing to an OnlyFans, yeah. I would have a problem with that. And I was like, that's a fascinating. I agree. It's something I never thought about. We did a bit where I, because I knew nothing about OnlyFans. Where um, somebody in the fantasy football league owed me money, and I said, Just, instead of paying me, get a group subscription to an OnlyFans channel. Dealer's choice. Just, see, I want to know what it was all about, right? Like, was it just, Little Jordan's OnlyFans? No, it was yes. not. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a different. Thanks for the donation. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You used that money down in Nashville. Yeah. I feel, I feel yeah. good about that when you went out for <laughs> bourbon. Um, and I looked at it one time, and I was like, this is not for me. This is not, this concept is just not for your boy. I'm out. I find we'll it very never... cringy and like honestly more degrading. It's just kind of like you're just like getting paid by weirdos to like, and some of the things is literally just like wearing you know, a uh, bra like, underwear. Like, like, like Jerry, like poor Jerry yeah. who just wants to be a weirdo. And here you are calling, he's catching sorry, strays Jerry. from, from Papa Cats. Poor Jerry just wants to watch Euphoria and have his OnlyFans J- channel. Jerry in Texas. My bad. Calling him, Jerry right. calling him out for he it. He couldn't go to the Eric Church concert. Yeah, this poor his- guy. <laughs> he just can't even have his OnlyFans <laughs> subscription or watch Euphoria in peace. He's got to catch strays from Papa Cats. All right, go. 
Oh. In, in sporting news, yes, Mark Feinstein is reporting that the Dodgers have traded A.J. Pollock to the White Sox for Craig Kimbrell, so the rich get richer. Mm, okay. I, mean, yeah, I, I have A.J. Pollock in my uh, dynasty. Let's get to the part where we wow. did, <laughs> did it really happen. We still have to take a commercial break. we got to do this. we got to move along. Did this <laughs> okay. really happen? So according to MedPage today, Oh, and by the way, did the somebody asked if the whole Lamar Jackson thing was an uh, April Fool's joke. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like April I, I don't do April Fool's. That'd be a really bad April. What a terrible April Fool's bit it would we be. Don't to have like, we didn't get a guess. I, I hate April Fool's. Yeah, it's awful. It's so stupid. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. So according to MedPage today, a woman in China came to the doctor with severe stomach pains. Initially, they thought it could be constipation, but after an ultrasound, it was ruled out. It wasn't until after an X-ray, X-ray and hours in the hospital that they found a Coke bottle. A Coke bottle was shoved up her vagina and later confessed that she put it up there for pleasure and thought it could come out naturally, but never did. Everything is true except the Coke bottle. You think, think it was something else? I think it was like... A zucchini. Okay. Or something. Paul? <sighs> now, Paul is convinced that he can read Papa Cass. <laughs> Paul is convinced that he's got like a wavelength thing you know going what? on. Next Friday, I'm bringing in a mask and sunglasses. You're going to do, you're going to dress up like you're on the masked singer. You're yeah, gonna you're be not going to know my facial expressions. I, I don't know your facial expressions. I was not looking Somebody at you. Somebody needs to. Much like only somebody needs to explain the masked singer to me at some point. I've never viewed I love the masked program. Singer, so I what? Who that. wins? Is the point that like you're supposed to be good at singing? We all win. Is no. the point that you're supposed like they're just supposed to figure out who you are? Like, right. So I don't get. But how does somebody win for the season? Like they have to like, I guess at the beginning of the show they. This have- is this is this response is why I don't think it's a good show. No, it is a good show. You keep saying that. I feel like I know American Idol was a good show when it was good because it was very simple. You're watching talented people perform and you were picking which one no, was the like most for talented. For example, like Gronkowski was on the show. Yes. Right? And so he was on there and he, you give certain facts about yourself but you have to make it as discreet as possible. Right, so I get the it. judges but the, have but that. But they announce a winner for the season. Right. So the winner of the How season do you win? is who, by being the most discreet about who you are, you hiding c- your identity. But they give out facts about you. How do you get to right, choose it's that? Supposed, no, no, no. You do get to choose. You get There's to like pick weird. what you have. Well, I would give them least. I have, I have twelve hairs on my right leg. Like, okay, well, obviously, as it pertains to actual. This is like, why knowledge. I don't think it. All right, go ahead. I think anyway, it's a great sorry. show. Uh, uh, you guys Paul. go ahead. Paul, uh, it's it's fake. Jordan, I was inclined to agree with you, but you weren't here last week, and that's the same thing Cass did last oh, week. Last shoot. week she yeah, did Jordan. a everything true but one point. Good thing and you switched here. it. So I'm going to go with it's just true. I'm just going to go with this. Every year Deadspin would do it back when Deadspin was a thing. They would do a bit they, at the end of the year. It was called "What Did We Get Stuck in Our Rectums This Year," and they would literally compile like every report from every hospital about the country about things they took out of somebody's Jack, ass. Jack guessed the, the uh, matchbox. Well, of course, we remember yeah. the the matchbox. That was when famously um, Steve O said, "I told my father that I was going to do it," and he looked at me and said, "I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed." And he didn't do it, and Ryan Dunn did it instead, which was a tremendous. They, they go to the Japanese <laughs> the do- doctor, yeah, the and the doctor Japanese doctor, like, they're all like. They're having sex with each other, the men with the men, the women with the women. <laughs> it's just wonderful. Um, I think it's true. I think it's a true story. I think somebody really did do this. Is that what we're going with? True? I'm going with true. False. False. 
Glenn, you lose. God damn it! <laughs> Let's go. Terrible at this game. Uh, actually, okay, so it was actually a man from China, and yeah. it was a Coke bottle, so you're wrong about that. Uh, um, so so it's di- the only difference is that a man and not a no, woman? No, it was a Coke bottle. A man put it up his vagina? No, his rectum. Uh, well, okay. There you go. For pleasure. Well, you know, I wasn't. I was reading another article, though, that someone yeah, put a vase up his butt and had a goldfish in it. What? So they they saved the this goldfish. This has been the weirdest show we've ever done. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It was really it was a cute goldfish. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that makes a difference. That's important. Well, now that may, I was may, a kid, may, may hang on a second. Peace. Hang on no, a second. He's still alive. The goldfish. Yeah, it was I, the goldfish was in a vase, just right. shoved protecting, up. and then the whole so thing. So it was like. Unless he was doing like. Well, but wait gold. a second. How was there water to keep the goldfish alive? Was the vase there was covered? Water in there. And was the, was vase, the vase somehow like had did, a. Did you it, know what? We are. Stop. We're asking way too many questions. <laughs> way too many questions about this particular subject. Way too many. I think it's just well, enough. Oh, God. <laughs> I think we're learning some things about <laughs> Papa Cass. <laughs> I think we can learn. I think we're getting a little too comfortable around here. All right. Well done, Cass. Well done. You are. I am. I have been terrible. I am I a am, heater. Yeah, Paul is on a heater. I am right now. I'm the Chris Davis of this game. I am striking out frequently. It's because I can read her. Apparently, you next week she's, wear, she's wearing her mask singer you mask cannot. next week. She's coming in here with a fan of the opera mask on. I think he's just getting lucky, and to make himself feel better, he's like, "I can just read you." I'm we're just up that all good. night to get some. We're up so all night to get lucky. So mask and sunglasses next one. Next time, you gotta forget. Again. No, I will not. Good fun. We're up all night night to get lucky. I used to think that's how... Hi, John Coulson. How are you, buddy? Did you want to come back and talk about... I I saw you close your door at one point. Is that because Cass kept talking about uh, tits? (laughs) Very aggressive. (laughs) Cass was screaming about tits, and John's like, I've got a very important meeting. I cannot... (laughs) You all right? Here, you can duck in, Jordan. I I was on a call, and somebody went, what's all that screaming in the background? Yeah, well... (laughs) If you had Sydney known, Sweeney. Is it, you you don't you don't, you never you don't have any daughters, so you're the wrong person to ask. What we were dealing with was the question of if your daughter was on the show Euphoria, where there is a whole lot of nakedness and sex scenes, would you watch, and how uncomfortable would it be to watch? And would you comment that her boobs are the nicest boobs? No. Yeah. No, that's very Donald Trump talking about his um daughter. Yeah, I, that's what. But I still think that shtick. I still think that shtick. I'm not convinced that part of it was true. There was a story about how her grandparents were like, "You got the best tits in Hollywood." I think that's a joke. I think I don't think that's real. I don't think that's actually something that happened. You mean Donald Trump? N- no, oh, no. This girl on Euphoria, her grandparents watch, and the, she told an interviewer. An interviewer was like, "Is it weird that your grandparents watch?" And she was like, "No, they told me I've got the best tits in Hollywood." Uh, I think she. Uh, no, stop. Know. I think she was trying to get a rise out of the interviewer. I think she was trying to, you know, I don't think there was any. I don't think so. I genuinely don't believe I'm it. I'm saying I think that as a parent, you're just over it at some point. You're just no. over it. No. All I know is I might have to go research this. You might have to go watch some Euphoria and see. That's a good point. Go, you know. It's I, like best boobs in Hollywood. Maybe she really does. Like, maybe we all should say, hey, look, we can't lie. Maybe can't lie. Perfect. All right. Thank you, John. I appreciate oh. it. Most worshipful grandmaster. We got to take a break. We got to wrap up the show. What are we doing? It's 1218. We'll take uh, one more break. Come back in. Tidbit, tubit, or wind down for the week. It's Glenn Clark Radio. 
Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgambling.com. Help.org. The newest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship. As Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport, and why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Let's have you Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. She's a she's a handsome young lady. She's a she's lovely. She's quite she's a she's an attractive uh, uh, female person. This Sydney. She's no what? You have a microphone, Cass. I said she's gay. So okay. No male touches her, so you can admire, but yeah, it's she, all for women. I'm trying she's, to leave my wife for gay. Sydney Sweeney. She's bi. She has okay, a husband. She's bi. Uh, she can be bi That's with a husband. That's fine. Uh, I don't understand what we're doing here. No, nothing's wrong with it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not making saying, life like, plans around the fact that Sydney Sweeney is an attractive human. I guess human. I'm going back no, home. No, 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 what am I going to do with my life now? Let, cancel my plane <laughs> tickets to LA. Glenn's got to hit up uh, Tyga for his child support guy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Get a little help with that. <laughs> she says that count. like it mattered. Like, oh, I've got bad news for you. You don't have a chance. Like, damn it. I thought I did. Hehehehe. <laughs>
<laughs> Until this moment, I was convinced. I needed that's where to my life was. Jeremy from from what? Freaking Texas. Oh yeah, Jerry. Oh Jerry. Yeah, down there watching you for you. All right, uh, final segment of the show brought to you by Simply the Bets. Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning, 11.40 a.m. You can watch it on uh, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or listen here at uh, PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Oh, that is aggressive. I'm seeing a particular gif that involves Sidney Sweeney, and that is an aggressive sex act. My word. This one in particular, this, uh, this, is, uh, this appears to be a, a bit of a thing. He's like ripping at her. You know. I'm not gonna lie though, she got really unattractive in the second season. Like I got like really unattractive. Like I was just like, Ooh. that was intentional uh-huh. though. She was overdoing the makeup and all that to attract a certain person. No, I know, but like the crying, the the just she just looked like a little grease ball the whole season, like a little mess. All right, anyways, so the moral of the story is. <laughs> Watch Simply the Bets, or listen to Simply the Bets, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel every Tuesday morning um, at 11.40 a.m. And then we do uh, Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday morning at 11.40 a.m., also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by the Baltimore Police Department, where they're looking for some folks. You may be thinking about a different path in life. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good, bpdrecruit.org. All right, so we just talked with Ryan McKenna. We talked about his uh, majestic home run that he hit the other day. Opening day was majestic. just one week away, and things look bleak for the Orioles, mainly because of the pitching. The Orioles team ERA in 2021 was dead last in all of Major League Baseball. Coming in at 584, nearly three-quarters of a run higher than the next closest team, the Arizona Diamondbacks, who came in at 511. The only outside addition the Orioles made to their starting rotation was Jordan, Jordan Lyles, baby. Who, despite being more good than bad last season, still registered a 515 ERA and 180 innings pitch. Yeah, he's going to show you. He's pitching today. He's going to show you talking trash over there. I like Jordan. I like the signing. All right. All of this means that the Orioles' best chance of being more than a punching bag in 2022 lies squarely on the shoulders of their offense, and that offense at least gives the Orioles a puncher's chance. Boasting six players who have hit 20-plus home runs in a major league season, including four who did it last season, though the 195-team home runs rank 17th in Major League Baseball. Which nine teams in 2021 hit 220 or more home runs? Dodgers. Yes, they are, say, they, they, they are fourth at 237. Red Sox? Um, no. Yankees? The Yankees, they are tied for sixth with two other teams at 222. White Sox? Um, no. That's surprising. They got some hitters there. They do. But a lot, some of those guys were hurt for a lot of the year. Uh, maybe. I, I, yeah. Remembering Na- things. Nationals? No. Astros. The Astros are ninth. Uh, don't worry, I'll just carry us, Jordan. Yeah, don't yeah, worry, you yeah. can. You can. Yeah. No, I'll just. I'll just. I'll carry. I'll shoulder the load. The Padres. No. Okay. The. Did I guess Phillies. No. I don't think I did. The Mets. No. The Blue Jays. The Blue Jays yeah, first. Yeah, Two hundred and sixty. Probably have started there. Yeah. The. Braves. They were third at 239. Don't worry, Jordan. I know. You don't have to get any right at all. I know. I'll just take care of it. And all we're doing is just guessing names of baseball teams. Getting goose eggs. If you want to get one at some point, that would be swell. But I'll just just carry us, okay? Goose egg. The 
the Twins. They were fifth at oh 228 my. despite their 73 and 89 record. I am whooping your yeah, ass. Yeah, you're, you're, you're creaming, This is man. embarrassing. This, this is rough. The Rays. They were sixth at 222. Oh, They were second in all of Major League Baseball and runs scored last year. How do you show your face? Yeah. How do you? Uh, you're embarrassed. One. Cass can't be friends with you anymore. Two left. Like, so, it's over. No more yeah. cold French fries I'm, after the bar, I man. Yeah, I'm, I can throw throw out all the garbage guesses. I got angels. There we go. I mean, they've all been that. garbage guesses because yeah. you haven't gotten one right. They have. No, go not ahead. the angels. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's sad. The Cardinals. No. I'll let I'll let you alternate. Um, Give you a shot. Not the no. Just guess I, somebody. I keep going it's twelve twenty-seven. No, go, that's there. that is a bad guess. Yeah. Uh, the Reds. The Reds, 222. They were tied for six. There's one more. They had some home run hitters in their uh, lineup. Did you say Cubs? No. Oh, boy. this There's a chance. If I get this right, you understand what happens here? I you have to do an, you have to do a naked lap. Yeah, that's no. the rule. Like, you know. understand that's the way it works. If I yeah. shut you out, the rule is naked lap. Yeah. I'll close my eyes. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be here. I, I get to guess first. It's not your turn, and no. I think it means I get two guesses. Yeah. Now I'm screwed. Giants, Gigantes. The Giants. Oh my oh God! My, they were oh, second. That was, that was second overall with what? 241 oh, who did, home runs. Who did they? Who? Right, they won 107 games, They're man. Really so many. Good. I don't remember. <laughs> they had yeah, like really they good. had like 10 guys and uh, 12 Le- or more. Uh, former GCR guest Lamont Wade Lamont, hit a few. Lamont Wade. I don't know if you remember that. In. All right, now this could be Jordan. I will ask you. Uh, oh boy. Which oh, was boy. the only team of those nine? Without a 30 home run player. Let me don't see the worry. nine. Don't worry. I nine. wrote them down for All you. Right. Thank you. Because I care about you, yeah. Jordan. I don't yeah. want to see bad things happen s- to you. This could as a save person. you from the naked lap. Without a 30 home run player? Yes. want to say there's a lot of pressure right now. Mm, I, I've boy. Got, damn, I've got two on you the You got train. an 11% I'll, chance. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Giants. The Giants! Hey! They did, their let's leading go. home run hitter was Brandon right. Belt. He hit 29. Uh, all right, let's go. You're That's lucky. We're, we're, you're lucky. Yeah. You're lucky yeah. there. All right, very good. Very good. Tubular is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. We'll be there on a Monday night for the title game. Myself and the former Terp, Rodney Elliott, hanging out with you in the FanDuel Sportsbook. We got great giveaways, great eights memorabilia is posting up to uh, hook you up with some great giveaways as well. Uh, we're giving you betting advice during the course of the game. Going to be a tremendous time. If you want to guarantee your spot, email events at sportssocialmd.com. It's events at sportssocialmd.com. All right, here we go. For the weekend, totally tubular-wise, tonight the women's Final Four on ESPN, Louisville, South Carolina at 7, followed by UConn-Stanford. Tomorrow, the men's Final Four, TBS, by the way, for the Final Four and the title game, Villanova-Kansas at 609, Carolina-Duke at 849. As far as lacrosse for the weekend, tomorrow at noon on ESPNU, Maryland-Johns Hopkins women and everybody else is on the road this weekend. Maryland's at Michigan at noon on Big Ten Network Plus. Penn State's at, uh, no, that's baseball. Penn State, Maryland baseball all weekend on P- Big Ten Network Plus. ESPN Plus, Loyola Holy Cross at 12. Cass, you know a thing or two about that. Navy Boston University at 12. America TV for UMBC Vermont at 12. Flow Sports for Towson Drexel at 4. Tomorrow night, I've got Alvernian Stevenson at 7 o'clock. 
The official Basketball Hall of Fame announcement is tomorrow at noon on ESPN2, but I'm pretty sure we know the entire class. Bob Huggins, Manu Ginobili, Swin Cash, Tim Hardaway. They do not do a good job with keeping that news. I think because they bring the families in for the announcement. And so they're like, yeah, we know. Like, we know who's here. I wonder why I'm here. Yeah, right? Like, you brought Bob Huggins. It's a very weird bit the way they do that, but they'll make it official tomorrow at noon. Uh, and on Sunday, the women's championship game is at 8 on ESPN. John Hop- Johns Hopkins Rutgers lacrosse at 7 on Big Ten Network. Uh, Wild Capital Sunday night at 7 on NBC Sports Washington. Oh, and it's WrestleMania weekend. Hell yeah. Peacock tomorrow and Sunday night for WrestleMania. Um, you can find that. And I believe there's something else I wanted to include in the list. Oh, the Orioles, their schedule. Uh, today, they are on Masson, Phillies Orioles at 1, Ranger Suarez and Jordan Lyles, also in the rest of the country on MLB Network. So if you live elsewhere, you can watch it. Uh, the radio for the rest of the weekend tomorrow at 1, uh, Orioles Tigers, and on Sunday at 1, Orioles Twins. Some non-sports highlights? Uh <sighs> Nothing great tonight. Um, Jared Carmichael, Rothaniel. It's a comedy special on HBO. That's at 9 o'clock tonight. Forever Out of My League is new Netflix film. Gerard Carmichael. Gerard. I believe. Gerard Carmichael. Because I believe he's also hosting SNL tomorrow night. He is. He is uh, is stealing my thunder. He's hosting Mm -hmm. SNL tomorrow night with musical guest Gunna at 1130. Uh, Uh, Tomorrow night. What? Well, there's yeah. a, an audible reaction just from podcast about Gunna. No way, yeah. musical guest Gunna. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty good. Okay. Uh, on CBS uh, tomorrow night, eight o'clock. Whitney, a look back. I, I'm assuming that's Whitney Houston because who else is Whitney? Uh, Whitney Cummings, the comedian. Ryan, Whitney Cummings, Ryan, a look back. Ryan Whitney. Awful. Ryan Whitney, the hockey player. Exactly. Founder right. of Pink Whitney. That's uh, right. Whiskey. He did. That's a fact. On Sunday on CBS, the 64th annual Grammy Awards at eight o'clock. The Foo Fighters have canceled that performance and every yeah, other that's a concert bummer. date that's on their a tour. I mean, you get it. You yeah. of course understand. But, uh, um, on AMC, The Walking Dead, and then The Talking Dead at nine and ten. Uh, HBO Winning Time, The Rise of Los Angeles Lakers Dynasty at nine o'clock. It's my jam. And then uh, Shining Veil on Stars at ten o'clock. Wow. All right, very good. Uh, kids, social media. Instagram, jschwartzberg1. Twitter, schwartzbergjs. Instagram, Cassidy underscore Elizabeth22. And then Twitter, CassidyButler5. Hey, know the risks and have a plan before you start gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. What's coming up on the bat around tomorrow, Paul? Uh, tomorrow is going to be our MLB preview show. So we have Stan at 1020. Ryan Blake from Utah Street Report is going to come on at 11 just to give us his outlook and uh, plug the new show that he and I are doing together. Uh, and then we're going to give our preview and our predictions for the Orioles, for the American League, National League, our awards winners, all that stuff all tomorrow. All right, very good. That's tomorrow morning, the bat around 10 to noon. Same locations. Thanks today to Ryan McKenna. Thanks to Mike Tannenbaum. Thanks to Johnny Holiday. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the archive tab at glennclarkradio.com. On Monday, I believe Gravis Vasquez is going to join us. He is working the final four this weekend for Westwood One. He's got some nice flowing locks. He does. He has let that go a little bit. I'm a big fan. Um, I I did not know, but Gravis is down in New Orleans working the broadcast, so that's cool. He's going to join us on Monday. We'll preview the title game with him. And, uh, of course, we'll talk to Jeremy Kahn and stuff and things coming up on Monday. 
Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Baltimore Police, Great Eights Memorabilia, FanDuel Sportsbook, Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Underdog Fantasy Football, Blue Line Canine, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Paul. Follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley. Follow us Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Go local lacrosse teams. Go North Carolina. Come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. Twist it around your head. Spin it like a helicopter. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.